Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. I don't know, Dave. How you doing? Uh, good. And Craig. This podcast is 20 years in the making. Oh my goodness. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside but, but, sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, WrestleMania 19. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And anything that we talk about is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. Guys, it's the time for WrestleMania. It's fucking finally here. You know, I don't know what it's... Hey, listen to me. I don't know what it's going to be like this year. Um, Are we going to get a crowd? I don't know if we're going to get a crowd. I have no idea. Um, It can't be any weirder than... What are we playing here? WrestleMania theme song, bro, from 19. Jesus Christ. You remember. Actually, I didn't mind it. Oh. Jesus yeah, Christ, I, Dave. We, I have thoughts. We can talk about it later when they perform. But yeah, I'm, I'm very conflicted. <laughs> so, well, because because Limp Bizkit was like, you know, really big underground for a long time. Like my brothers were all into music and everything like that. And I remember they actually yeah. drew like the symbol for Limp Bizkit on their fucking wall in their bedroom and everything. Yeah. Oh my. And then all, Limp Bizkit exploded and got huge. And then all yeah. of a sudden they became not cool. Um, yeah. Mainly because of shit like we saw, like when they did the rolling, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. They they yeah. did the dance where they were doing this and the chicks behind yeah. them. I'm like, yeah. If I was I mean, a hardcore like now? like well, underground music fan and I went to a Limp Bizkit concert and I saw that, I'd be like, I gotta fucking yeah. go. Like <laughs> it was it was like Slipknot, Corn, and Limp Bizkit were like on equal footing. Yes. yes. And then yes. Limp Bizkit goes wee, and then then we're gonna out. stay down here, but have fun selling out, Fred. It's like Green Day. They say something about Green Day all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah, so that's, I think Green. I think Green Day has done it more gracefully, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Like, it's, I, I will go not, along. They're not on the playing field of, of Limp Bizkit. Yeah, no, for sure. Limp Bizkit, always, yeah, was, like was, he was, was he was anti everybody. He's like, yeah, to, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying I'm saying people say that. I don't agree with that. People say here. I Dave says I love Green Day. Hi guys. Until we're middle aged. I love yeah. me some Green Day, especially. Yeah. Hey. Uh, we're sidetracked right away. Time of your yeah, life it's is one of my favorite If you want Biscuit Talk and Russ, yeah. But going back, I, because the, this time going to let it all hang out was a theme for WrestleMania 17, my way. And that was awesome. Yeah. And then just yeah, two yeah. years later, what is, Crack Attic? Like, it's really weird. Like, I don't know why. But I didn't <laughs> mind it. I actually liked them theming wrestling. It's fine because wrestling's generic. They play to the pop culture. They play to the casual fan. So I was I was sure. fine with it. It actually fit WrestleMania just fine, in my opinion. Are you are you yeah. fine with the live performances? No, um, but I understand <laughs> why. They, no, they're shitty. But let me t- hang on. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to negate everything I just said. It, but I understand why they do it. Like Vince just wanted yeah. to bring more appeal. Like you know, it's just fucking Completely. do something and. Instead of like, uh, this is the, the, the land of, you know, Dave Meltzer said about WrestleMania 17, um, that was a love letter to the Attitude Era. I think this was a, two years later at WrestleMania 19, I think to me was like the farewell to the yeah. Attitude Era and the greeting yeah. of the Ruthless Aggression Era. 
I think that's yeah. what it was, or the welcoming of the Ruthless Aggression era. Um, that's how I view this WrestleMania. So much, in fact, that there's a lot of people that still consider WrestleMania 17 the greatest WrestleMania ever. I am one of those people. However, um, you know, when something's popular and, and something's like the popular opinion, there's a lot of people that are just like, you know what? No, then I'm not going to pick that. If everybody likes 17, I don't like 17. I like 19. I will not disagree. This was a great, great WrestleMania. It's it's in my top five. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Not even a question. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it back um, this week and experience it again. It was just uh, kind of watched it top to bottom. And then the whole, all there's just the stories intertwined with it. Like just to your point about it being the swan song, there's a lot of guys that left the attitude area just broken. And it was after this, after this WrestleMania and a lot of guys that were just hurt and barely made it. And a lot of farewells. It was just, I think that's exactly what it was. It was like, it was a transition, like, but it was great. Everyone gave you hundred percent except for so maybe a train. The backdrop on this. And the brand extension was in full swing here, by the way, there was a clear yep. raw brand and a clear SmackDown yes. brand as, yep. as signified when the, you know, Jr. or uh, Lawler would do the raw and then Michael Cole and Taz would do SmackDown, which they were on fire back here, man. First of all, SmackDown was so much better. The product was, because uh, Paul yeah. Heyman was writing it for the majority back here. And Michael Cole, and Taz, I know people have a certain opinion about Michael Cole, but back here, Michael Cole and Taz, they were the shit. It exposed mm-hmm. Lawler and, and Ross because they were just old. They'd been doing it for years and years all through the Attitude Era, you know, even a little before that. Um, so we just, they were done in 2003. We just, I, I loved the dynamic between Cole and Taz. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry, yeah. you're going to. No, you're good. So we're opening up to Seattle, Washington, Safeco Field. They uh, put 54,000 fans plus in that bad boy. Uh, as Jeff said, we have uh, Jr. and King for the raw announcements, and you have uh, Michael look at Cole that set. By the way, look behind me. Taz. Oh, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, oh, that open they, air, but indoors and night, like it was only 54,000 people, but yeah. it looks so much bigger. It was, it was awesome. I love they, how we, I, done I, some, I love how we only 54,000. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know they've done some really cool sets, but I think cosmetically, this is still my favorite WrestleMania. It, if I can yeah. say this word, it, that this arena was absolutely beautiful. Like it was just beautiful to look at. It was perfect. Like Craig said, the way like you could see the night air, like the night sky, I should say around the entrance was awesome. But and not, like, yeah, it was not, just, yeah. yeah. Like it was, it, this, you can yeah. see it, but you're, you're, you're not, you're perfect. not exposed to the elements of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, what might be similar to that. And I hate to, you know, you know, toot my horn there, but if they, when they, when they finally the take this thing to Vegas, because that dome's all glass on top. Yes. Very similar. Stop. You're just trying to shoot in the goddamn Raiders. Would you, and I, what are we doing? And here? I, I will I, say that was, that's saying. a long entrance away for those guys. That's almost like get the carts back. That was a long yeah. walk. <laughs> yeah, it's a long walk. It's true. Uh, and, and don't forget that um, announcing at this point is still the Fink. Uh, just so you guys were uh, wondering. And that. this was the first under the WWE um, brand. Yes. When they had yeah. to take a change. So, yeah, a lot uh, of history. What, so speaking of history, Jess, what was WCW doing here? Um, uh, they were uh, not doing anything at this point. <laughs> Oh, they weren't. I just wanted to point that out. They're, they're taking a what really, was, uh, really long break. A very long break. What was UWF? They're still, they're were they still kind of still on? UWF right. was still being ran by that coke, the cokehead. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Like nothing was here. This is actually. Uh, it's a th- technically the third. Seventeen was the first without WCW because they bought it like a week before. Yeah. But it, so this is technically. I mean, the second full WrestleMania with you know Vince was the number one like 
he was the only really i think tna was, was just barely doing anything here and they were a distant 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 number two it wasn't even yeah this is they this even, is like their top of the world moment like they're just yeah. they've conquered he, all it's yeah they vince is just ah, ah it's like, like the, the it's, it's like the beginning of game of thrones here i think until everything <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah um but anyway uh you want to get into the first match I, or, I, well, yeah, we well, do open up to a history of WrestleMania, which I thought was a pretty cool set. You got Angle talking, you got you got the Hulkster on there, you got everybody talking about he's slamming the Andre. Uh, I put I put uh, good I stuff. I love I love the opening. I love the opening. Yeah, it's a great opening. Uh, good stuff. Uh, and uh, Jess, I don't have it, but can you discuss the dark match? Because I did some research. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Chief Morley, which was uh, Val Venus, right? I think it's Valvinus and Lance Storm against the Dudley Boys. Uh, or no, sorry, excuse me. Uh, Chief Morley and Lance Storm, they were WW, I think the Raw Tech Team Champions. Yes, they were the Raw mm-hmm. Tech Team Champions. They have the Dudley Boys in their corner. I'm just reading this. I don't know. It was a dark match. Uh, they defeated Kane and Rob Van Dam. Seven minutes, two seconds. Uh, I don't know. I barely could get through just reading that fucking sentence. I don't know what the Wait, hell was Was Chief on. Morley a Native American? What was the gimmick for Chief no, Morley? No, I... He, he was with right to center hey, for Chief. a while. <laughs> oh, okay. He, and I think he was chief. Like he was like, uh, not raw, like commissioner, but something like that. I want to say, uh, I think it was like the assistant to still white. Like, like re- I don't remember. I know this is terrible that I reviewed this uh, show right now. And I usually know a lot of stuff about wrestling, but I don't really, I know that this is Valvinus, but like, I just don't remember why he was chief morally and why, Lance yeah. Storm was a storm, and why the Dudley boys spell their name with a Z, and why <laughs> they did this. But yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So nobody but cared I, about the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships back here. First the card is still stacked at Kane and um, Rob Van Dam are not even on, on TV. The they're on the undercard. And Lance Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. But so we'll old- jump into the first match then. This is the opening contest. Matthew Hardy uh, is the version WWE one. Cruiserweight version one, which I love that gimmick, by the way. I, I love this graphic. Yeah. Uh, he was Cruiserweight champion here. Uh, Shannon Moore was in his corner, and they both yep. worked together really well, by the way. Shannon Moore, super underrated. Uh, he defeated yeah. Rey Mysterio in Rey Mysterio's first ever WrestleMania match. Uh, wow. So this <laughs> at five minutes and 37 seconds, which is criminal that these guys only yeah. had five minutes and 37 seconds. Uh, uh, Matt Hardy retained, like I said. I just put in my notes, this is Ray's first WrestleMania. It was underwhelming considering the two principles involved. Um, I gave it a thumbs in the middle because the five minutes we did got, they didn't let up. There was no flubs. They were they were really trying to be in tune with each other. And uh, just when I, it was starting to get going, the match ended. It was like a weird roll-up against the ropes, and Hardy used the ropes to pin Mysterio, and that yeah. was it. Like It was really weird. So thumbs yeah. in the middle. Craig, Craig go ahead. Uh, thumbs up. I've Ray, Ray Mysterio looked um, uh, pumped up. Like he was, he loved yeah. being there. He got a hell of a hell of a pop. Um, and the way they kind of played it out in those five minutes, uh, you thought he was going to win. He almost did. It's the six one nine finally, and then Matt kind of escapes with the win. Um, yeah, just it was just too short, but it was great. It was a great little opener to get them off their ass. Tito, as they Can say. Can I say real quick too that uh, I'm not sure there's nothing behind it because a lot of conspiracy uh, theory people like to put stock in stuff like this, but Rey Mysterio's debut pay-per-view match with the WWF was SummerSlam 02, and he lost. He tapped to Kurt Angle, which is fine. It was an amazing match. It's fine. His first ever WrestleMania match, he loses again. Like, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking into it. That's kind of ridiculous. Like, 
Yeah. Rey Mysterio, from the second that he was on the scene in WWF, proved everybody wrong. Because so many people that were popular in WCW, especially when Vince ended up buying them out, was like, ah, they're they are popular in the land of the nobodies. And I'm like, yeah, right. Three years ago, they were beating the shit out of you. Like, you know, so yeah. stop it right now. And Mysterio was a part of that. So stop it right now. But Vince still had to break them down, rebuild them up when they came over WWE. Mysterio was awesome from the second he came out, like in WWE. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, but he yeah, didn't miss they kind of shit on him in all his like first I mean, ever right. pay-per-view yeah, matches. I, mean, I don't I think, know why. I think that's to your point on that, just I, I that's why I lean with Craig. I give it a thumbs up. It was short, but I I, I loved it. Um I even like I, I, I love the the announcement work. They actually had legit talk about how Hardy's struggling to stay under the two twenty weight. They actually try to make it a legit cruiserweight, you know, talk and conversation and um Hardy getting the shoulder to the post was brutal. Um uh, that's why you think Mysterio's probably gonna get it done. Um, he can't get it done with a twist of fate, being hardy. The hurricane is always awesome when Mysterio hits it. And he the 619 does hit, but uh Hardy reverses the victory roll and then he he does a heel move uh, of holding the ropes to retain. Um, which is why, because of all the heel work involved, I think that's why it's kind of a weird roll-up. And um that's to me, it was it was a very good match, and I gave it a thumbs up, but I love the the fact that. Hardy played the heel all the way even to the pin, yeah. um, which normally you'd see Hardy hitting a twist of fate and finishing it off as when he's faced. And that's great. It's just, it's weird seeing Hardy in that position. Um, I think uh, looking back, but he did a great job and Mysterio is just on fire. So I, it's I, so I, funny because Matt, Matt Hardy has been widely regarded as like the more technical of the two Hardy boys and, and people in the back have always said, Matt Hardy's got the stock, man. That's the guy who's going to break out and be a single star. But Jeff has this odd charisma about him and he's always been the bigger single star and i even though matt's done great stuff like delete matt hardy and it's so innovative so great and you know what he's doing in in aew now but um but yeah jeff hardy's always got that automatic like no matter how many times he's fucked up man jeff hardy like has got that automatic fucking like support from the fans like it's weird like there's there's something about being able to turn it off and just act with emotion i think that jeff does that Matt is definitely the thinker of the two. Like, yeah, that's why, that's why he reinvents himself. But you would over think that that's the that's the the person you put your money on. You know what I mean? That's the oh yeah, he's got that. Cre- you know, he's so multi layered. You, you know, creative. You he's gonna be the he's Bret gonna Hart. be the breakout star. And here, Jeff Hardy's just like, no, I'm just gonna go out there, man. Yeah. Paint my face and some neon colors. The, the only the only yeah, the it. only thing it's neon neon you know? neon colors and twenty foot ladder. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, right. and, and, and just go fall off it, and people are going uh-huh. to go nuts. Meanwhile, Matt Hardy did the version one thing here, which is super fucking creative and awesome. And he was just and getting like, started with. Yeah, later he does himself. a delete guy. He's been reinventing himself yeah. as a singles wrestler for the whole time, but yet yeah. Jeff has never changed, and he's no. still over his shit. Yeah. Like people still, it's the, weird. The, like, the it's biggest weird. change he ever did was actually paint eyes over his eyelids, and people like <laughs> that was creative. Um, that was probably, props, probably by Matt's the way idea. to. To, to Jeff's, it's dated, but this is what it was like to live in early days of internet. The way those screens and Matt Hardy's like fun facts and stuff, that's exactly what yes. having internet like a real player that's or how the way the bar, player, the way the like bar loaded. Early days. Yeah. The way the blue the, bar loaded or whatever was exactly like, yeah. 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 Loading. So yeah. You kids today, so we had to, we had to buffer our. Yeah. We had to wait clips. for a page to download like in sections. Yeah. Juice, juice, juice. Oh man. So you, you have fast internet when it went in like inside yeah. of like 15 seconds. When, you like, see two was seconds. It? Yeah. Anyway, what's the segment? We, yeah. yeah. We got some bullshit here. I'll, I'll get it out of the way. We get a limo rolling up and you think it's going to be events or something, but it's not. It's the stupid cat fight girls from the Miller, the Miller cat fight girls. 
And then we also rolled to a quick video where they described Nathan Jones getting laid out as uh, his opponents uh, leave the bathroom. He will not be able to fight with Taker. So, yes. So originally it was the Undertaker and Nathan Jones against the Big Show and A-Train. And so, like Dave just described, they showed a backstage vignette where uh, A-Train and Big Show walk out of the showers and uh, Nathan is just laying on the ground. So apparently they beat him up. They didn't even show the, the fight. They just did the whole walkout. He, he was out on the ground. And he's yeah. face down. That's how untalented forward. Nathan Jones was, is that they didn't even want to show an actual confrontation. It was, I back. guess it was getting so bad that they had to just, yeah. they had to pivot in the last minute. It's so so it goes into the next say. match. So on the fly, they make it a handicap match, which that's official, and that's important, by the way. Uh, the Undertaker uh, now has no partner, but he's going to face the Big Show and A-Train in a handicap match. Nine minutes, 42 seconds. Taker ends up pinning the big show. Here's my notes. Nothing screams, I can't wrestle, more than having Nathan laid out before the match. Uh, (laughs) If the match was changed to a handicap match, then why the fuck wasn't the Undertaker DQ'd when Nathan gets in there in the ring in front of the ref and kicks A-Train in the fucking face and then right into the tombstone (laughs) and the pin? Why the fuck was Undertaker disqualified? Like, and they just barely started understanding what the streak was here, by the way, because the year before at WrestleMania 18, and Undertaker said this in many interviews, that's the first time that he counted. When he beat Flair in Canada, he stood outside the ring and did this with his hands and went, oh, 10, because he was 10 and 0 at that point. That's when the creative department said, oh, shit, he has been undefeated for 10 years. That's when Undertaker said that it it dawned on everybody that, oh, my God, he hasn't been beaten for 10 matches. So that's kind of when the streak was born after 10 of them. So here, the first first WrestleMania, after they all realize they have the streak, they put him in this ridiculous handicap match, which I give, uh, I'm just going to, I give it a fucking thumbs down. Uh, This match was fucking awful (laughs) and too long. And Ray and Hardy only get five minutes and these fuckers get nine. No, absolutely not. However, um, I will say that this was when Heyman was writing SmackDown. He made A-Train a decent heel. Come on, man. How good was fucking Paul Heyman? And you know what? And A-Train's not bad. I watch no. his movements in there. He's a good fucking wrestler. Like, no. he's a really good wrestler. No, his, the, way his, the derailer that he put on was I mean, he's a, everybody knows he's a trainer now for NXT. But I mean, like, it. he was really good. Like, I was watching his movements work. going like, fuck, yeah. how did I not notice that A-Train was a, just a, like, technically, he was a good pro wrestler. The way he sold, the way he would space himself, Undertaker, he would get the advantage on Taker when he was down on his knees and punching Undertaker. The way he would space himself, he was watching Undertaker to see where Undertaker rolled after the punches. So, and he kept readjusting himself on his knees because he knew he'd have to get up quick. That's a that's like really good. Like that's I can't describe what that is, but I mean that's like that's he understands yeah, pro wrestling. That's all work. I can say. Like when Without you watch that, I'm like, oh shit! Like he's really good in there. Like he's really understands what he was doing. And when he would when he would dominate the Undertaker and Taker would just get one shot to back him off, like punch him in the gut to back him off. He would purposely like spin around and walk away and give the Undertaker time to get up, which is an amazing heel. Like that's, which is what yeah. you're supposed to do. I can't say enough good things about a train. It's so funny. I gave this match a total thumbs down and I hate it. But at the same time I was watching a train and can, I'm like, you it's can not see his, his work in there. Yeah, Big Show was a fat piece of shit, but well, I mean, like, A-Train was, like, really yeah. good, so thumbs down. Well, Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. The, Sorry. the thing the thing about it is uh, that, that we missed here is that Limp, Limp Bizkit starts to perform 
Yeah. Uh, oh fuck! How did I forget lines. that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. And yes. he's flipping off everyone, which is you know interesting. For yeah. A show. And yeah. then um, you know, and then uh, right at the at the heel of, of of where they're gonna have their their last little bit of the of the song, Taker rolls in on the bike. Such a cool scene, um, which was awesome. Yeah. So I think we go back to it. We talk about how. Oh. What did he not on the bike? Am I wrong? No. Go ahead. No. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah. Um. But I'm saying like live performances just to have live performances that sucks but when you do it for an intro i'm down i'm totally i'm totally down for it yes um so that's that's what i'll say but the you know taker versus show and a train this is where i I wrote question mark but i think just confirmed this is where they first actually start talking about the streak on commentary this is the first time that they ever did because it like just they didn't they had no idea no one even knew that no yeah yeah Um, no maybe yeah no not really street boy <laughs> um, Taker comes out hot, but the number game takes effect early. I said, um, you know, the old school comes in. I we, I always love watching old school for some reason when he does it. Derailer was great by A Train. It looked like Show was already in pain here. Does that make sense? When he was walking out of the ring, I swear he was he was already well, grimacing. Just to it's good there. because he pained me just from watching him. So that's <laughs> yeah, fine. You're, you're um, both in Nathan pain. Jones comes I- in and he screws up the running. By the way, big time. Yeah. Like we talked about. Um, and, he couldn't even uh, do his ten seconds right. No, he couldn't. He's he not couldn't. trusted. He, to fucked, do, up, do he the fucked up the spinning heel but, kick and everything. It was so bad. Um, Undertaker's love or no, but I agree. With why couldn't they just make him run out there and never change to a handicap and then have him get on the apron, never be get a in. hot tag, yeah. do the fucking big boot, and then tag Undertaker yeah. back in for the tombstone? That would have been fine. I'm so bothered at the fact that like that that there was uh, a couple yeah, WrestleManias in like, a like, row he, where. Undertaker's streak was in out? danger and nobody <laughs> noticed it. Nobody knew that his streak was in yeah. danger because this could have easily gone the other way. It could have easily ended in a DQ and they wouldn't have thought anything of it because it wasn't really like a major streak at this point. It's so weird to me. Same thing with Giant Gonzalez. I'm like, that could have ended in a disqualification on Undertaker's side and we never would have had the streak. Like, it's weird the way they treated it before they understood what really they had before they centerpieced it every yeah, WrestleMania. It, yeah. This match was so awkward and retarded. And, oh, fuck, I can't say retarded. Um, damn it, I'm about to bleep that yeah. shit out. Um, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like it's so stupid. Like, so they don't make that, they don't make him come in as his tag partner. They they make it a handicap so that he comes down to help him, which is fine. He kicks the big show in the aisle. Get it? No problem. No harm, no foul. He's not in the ring. He gets in the ring and he kicks A train in the face right in front of the ref. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like, if he's not part of the match anymore, that is a DQ. I'm not trying he to didn't be a stickler. Even come close to kicking him in the face. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. You're right. So sorry, Craig. Go ahead. I know you want to jump in on this. Um, I'm just too. I'm not even going to talk about the match itself. Other than I'd, I'd be interested to know who made the call to not have Nathan Jones out there. Whether it was like those three guys or Undertaker saying yeah. no, we don't can't get in there, <laughs> or whether it was the producers have or Vince just be like, no. Taker about that. I mean, I, I don't think I've I seen don't know. That. Like, I mean, I know he was so green that it didn't last long, and that must have been the point when like, oh shit. But to not even film a beat down uh, either. Yeah, there's something going but, on there. But he was the good biggest, in Troy. He was good getting stabbed in the neck in Troy by Brad Pitt. Oh, he's in the movie Troy? Two minutes. Yeah. He's in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Where Brad Pitt's like, that's why no one will remember your name. And then he goes and, you know. Nice. But the match itself, thumbs down. But my biggest point and what I want to kind of counter is I don't like live performances. And I'm lumping Limp Biscuit in with like the DX band. We Ooh. are so used Ooh. to the, the to the themes themselves. When they do them live, it feels off and it throws my brain off in association with like them it's coming not out exactly the way it's supposed to be. 
Yes. And then the wrestler has to come like out from like the middle of them. And it's just like, and so then you I just have to sit through uh, Fred Durst. No. Yeah. Bring it. Motorhead. Didn't he, didn't they just do it perfectly? Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah, you might be right. But it, that's the I, exception I, to your rules. What I'm saying. Can I counter both your points? Well, yeah. If Nathan Jones wasn't in the match anymore, how come he didn't disqualify him? <laughs> because he was playing bass for Limp Bizkit on Rollin'. Rollin', 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. But, yeah, and, very uh, strange. So we, we roll into more Catfight Girls uh, talking with Tori oh, Wilson and Stacey no. Keebler. Um, really that, got, uh, that got the king very excited. Oh, Billy. We'll see. Uh, so okay so we're gonna go to the next match match number uh three was trish stratus versus victoria who was the uh, wwe women's champion at this point and and he had she had uh, steven richards in his corner which was fucking hilarious with her by the way and uh jazz so it was a triple threat match uh for the title seven minutes 17 seconds with all the bullshit that we just had to see and we unfortunately this was the 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 miller cat fight segments that we saw so degrading and stupid and uh, it's the way women's wrestling would go, unfortunately, after that. Yeah. Then you see these three ladies fight hard to reverse that stigmatism, that that yeah. that fucking that stamp of like, well, just, just here to wrestle around and show her ass or whatever. And then in between all this, you have those dumb fucking vignettes, you know, and then you got these fucking three women that are trying to do justice for women's wrestling. I loved this match. And I remember watching it when we watched it live. I loved it. How how far did Trish come in a year? Like from the yeah. mania before to this that's one. A, that's it, a hell of a story when you think about and it. And Victoria was always a solid hand. Jazz never gets enough praise. I thought this match yeah. was fantastic. Like I, mm-hmm. I loved it when I first saw it live and I loved it when I watched it again too. And at the end, Trish was almost emotional because I think she yeah. knew Fit Finley was training the women wrestlers. The serious women wrestlers that wanted to actually learn how to wrestle, Fit Finley was trainer back here. I think he just took mm-hmm. over. And um, this was a big milestone, in my opinion, for women's wrestling because it brought it back to what it should have been. Like, they're they're athletes, and they can be just as good as the men. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, you have these fucking stupid segments, like with the Miller Catfight girls. Like, And the, it's so ironic that you have this match where they didn't phone it in. They fucking went and worked hard. And they had seven minutes, no problem. We'll make the seven minutes work. And, like, uh, Trish ended up yeah. winning the title, and uh, I gave this match a thumbs up. I absolutely love this match. And... It, I'm blown away like at everything that surrounded it and the message that this match, I think they had an underlying message. Those three, they were just like, fine. You want to fucking mud wrestle? You want to fucking Miller cat fight? You want to fucking do this shit? That's fine. We're We're going to get in here. We're going to, we're going to fucking, we're going to wrestle. Yeah. And, and how long did it take after this to finally fucking, you know, like get what 2015 when they started really taking wrestling, uh, women's wrestling seriously. So I give it a thumbs up. uh, And what what, what I'll What I'll say is if you try to compare this match to a, a women's match of today, um, you you might think differently of just a thumbs up. But you have to understand where where women's wrestling was here and what they had to do to get to this point. And that that's that's why it's so important. You would not have uh, women's wrestling that you have today without a match like this to show that it can be done and it can be entertaining. And it doesn't have to be a match where I have to go take a piss or go order food or something, because 
you know, by the way, the match before is where you should have taken a piss, but you know, you yeah. get Undertaker, so I'm sure everybody sit, stayed in their seats. And but a you lot know of people what? probably missed to, a total a total fucking barn burner here. And don't forget about Steve Richards they, here. Yeah. They didn't stick this in like the in the beer match either. Like they could have put this between a lot of the three main events, but they actually put it in a spot after Undertaker in a decent spot. That's a very good point. Yeah, so you know, like they, when, they when proved you, it, but they also didn't get buried in the card. They and didn't Stephen, get buried. Yeah, Stephen Richards did make me laugh when he fucking came in with the chair and he hit the top rope and it hit him in the face. I know that's an old spot, yeah. but I laughed out loud. I just didn't. He just ran in there great. and also you see, I just see a blur of pink because he had bright pink tights on, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like I laughed out loud. Like yeah. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Like, yeah, he's great. a he's a he's he's a hidden gem, I think, in a lot of ways that you just you forget. Like God, that guy was amazing. And and what was good about him in these spots is. He's not the kind of guy that's going to be like, well, they can't. It's a lady. They can't beat me up. He's like, no, nah, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's so fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to take it. He I'll, took the Trish yeah, Stratus Bulldog. He took yeah. the Stratisfaction. Uh, you know, he took everything. Absolutely. He did. And, awesome. and he wore like, George for a and, decade. And, you know, and, yeah. and just <laughs> I salute you, Stephen Richards, because it was legit and it was great. Um, I, I said, uh, I also, what did you think of Victoria's character here? I thought they were really working it, uh, making her kind of like, you know, you know, you know. Interesting, but the but the no, she, way and, and, you don't you don't hear it on the network, but she came down to all the thing to say, all the thing to say by Evervescence, Evervescence. Oh. How you say the name? No. So she came down. No, this is back it's, when it's they like paid. tattoo or something, isn't it? It's it, like okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, but they were right, like right. they were. Yeah, it was like a, a group they thought were lesbians, but they actually weren't. But that was their gimmick. Tattoo, right. okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, you guys come up to that. I loved it. I love that music for her or whatever because she did like the crazy, yeah. like she kind of pulled her hair, the twitch. Like, yeah. She get in there and do the twitch and kind of. I was like, so right. it doesn't, it uh, doesn't do it justice here. It doesn't do it justice here because it's like generic music. But like that, yeah. her entrance I remember was awesome. It was really fun. Yeah, and uh, her leg drop over the top rope where she flips <laughs> into it is yeah. incredible. It looks deadly, and she nails it. Probably like like Craig and I were talking about this earlier. Like she could have broken someone's eye socket or something worse. Yeah, if she hits that wrong, I'm like, and she hit it perfectly. Um, and then Jazz and Victoria are double teaming shortly, and then the power bomb by Jazz. Jesus, I forgot how good Jazz was. <laughs> like she's absolutely incredible. When she came down, I was like, I oh, didn't shit, even appreciate Jazz back in the day, and I, I'm ashamed we to say it. Jazz was really good. She was she was amazing. Um, and you know the second double team backfires. There's lots of near falls, which was really good. That's the Richards interferes on Jazz with the cloverleaf, and then the moonsault by Victoria, even though she misses it, is so good. Like, I mean, it's beautiful. It's it's just, it's sprawled out perfectly. She lands perfectly flat. It's totally safe for her. And even if she had hit somebody, it would have been totally safe. I'm telling you. And then Richard like, gets the satisfaction, that bulldog by Trish. Um, but then Trish wins the title, and it's a total thumbs up for me. I was totally entertained. I almost got biased and said, well, it's not like wrestling it today by the women. So I almost gave it a thumbs up. I'm like, no, fuck that. I got to think about where this is, what they're doing what platform they're doing it on. I'm like, that's a thumbs up because nobody was giving them any help. Nobody was giving the ladies any kind of work. Like I said, like Finley was just getting into it. They just said, Oh, they're just good for the mud and they're good for, you know, Braun Patty matches and all that. And they proved that we're, we're better than a lot of these guys on the roster. A it's, lot of it them. seemed just as brutal as today's, like it matched with the era. Like, it, although it wasn't yeah, as technical physical, and they weren't they were as well trained, they were like, they were Victoria stubborn. was huge. Jazz was yoked. Trish was the fitness model, um, and she took so much pain in the story of her comeback and, and beat down in that match. I'd be emotional too, um, taking that leg drop and everything she took in that match. But yeah, they would they were great. I, I didn't. Um, I know what you mean. Like it, it was a different era, but it was um, 
they they still brought it for the those matches of the day. It, it was still a great match. It, I mean, it wasn't yeah. Braun Panties to your point. Yeah, thumbs up, crazy. Thumbs up, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, all day. Uh, we get a rock interview with Coach and I don't, God I don't damn know it, this so good. My God, my God. It, well, go it's, back it's and good. watch this. It's good, but I I don't know if you guys caught it. Was it? Do you think he was being you know f- you know funny like but but almost flubbing on purpose when he said the people's champ could care less about the people? <laughs> That's kind of no. What he I, said. I, no, I think that he probably had Coach set him up with that line. Yeah. Um, because it the whole thing was about how the people first turned all, their backs on him. I for some odd reason I remember when I was living through all this, I was annoyed by coach, but looking back, coach was really good. And yeah. coach really well. Yeah, coach and, and rock always had a great chemistry together. Always. And uh I loved the heel version of the rock here. I'll get into it more when we talk about the match, but like this the helicopter sure. theme that he had and like oh, so the rock was fucking yeah. fantastic here like Agreed. i think this is what he wanted the rock to be in 97 98 he just had to mature and learn it and uh, he was so over the top and ridiculously fucking funny here as a heel and like his his interview was gold like and the way he cut everything the way everything meant something like he really yeah. we'll get into it later he the rock performed for just austin on this night because he respected Austin that much. I don't think the rock cared about what Vince thought about his performance this night. I don't think rock cared about what the fans thought about. I don't care if the rock thought about or cared about what the producers and the agents thought about. I think that the rock this whole night was performing for Austin for a specific reason. And I'll get into it later. So at the end, I love the little tag when he was like, finally, and everybody was expecting him to say the rock has come back to Seattle or whatever. And he just stopped and he goes, finally, because he was like, finally, I get to beat him. Yeah. So he, in a way, he gave us like a, he pretty much told us what was going to happen. Was but gonna yet, happen. but it was so poetic and perfect. And we all he knew said he it. was already like oh yeah. two against Austin Armenia. So yeah, the way he said it was so poetic and perfect. Like that was just like, and we had no idea. And we'll get into it later. We had no idea this would be Austin's last match ever. We had no idea. Like going into this, he kept yeah. all of his cards to his chest. So that I love this segment. Uh, not to go on. Yeah, and I, th- th- it was he, it's, it was funny, and he, it started funny, and it started rock and attitude and heel. But he definitely made sure to loop it all the way back in the end to give reverence to Austin and the mission of never having beaten him uh, on, on like a, a huge stage, like he did, and how much he wanted it. So, and that's how he kind of closed the loop. So it just went from kind of wacky, like really well done rock heel promo to like elevated the match at the very end. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, we jump into the match, next match, number right? four. All yeah. right. It's a tag team triple threat match. It is uh, Team Angle, mm-hmm. which were the world's greatest tag team. Uh, the yeah. SmackDown uh, WWE Tag Team Champions, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas. They defeated Chris Benoit and Rhino and the Los Guerreros, which was Chavo Guerrero and Eddie Guerrero Jr. Um, mm-hmm. Who? Triple what? threat. <laughs> Who's Chris Benoit? Chris Benoit. It was eight minutes and 48 seconds. I'm just going to read my notes. I wish it was longer. I miss Eddie a lot. Thumbs up. Dave, go ahead. Yeah, it feels like a cluster F at first, but it gets organized pretty quick. The chops by Benoit are absolutely heinous. It's so, so brutal. Uh, It's hard to believe when you think about where this is. I started because I I have a WrestleMania 20 shirt. I don't know if you guys know what, you know, Eddie versus um, Angle. Uh, shirt i love it i'll never throw it away i'll never get rid of it i'll keep it forever and it's hard to believe that we're just a year away from that 
and Chris Benoit being WWE champions uh, side by side. Um, take that what you will. Uh, Benoit's superplex on Eddie is absolutely amazing. And uh, Benoit's hitting four Germans on Chavo, which is just, oh, it's it's just, it's amazing. Uh, at the end, Rhino gores the wrong person um, and distracts. And Shelton is the legal man and sneaks a pin on Chavo after, after Rhino basically gores uh, Chavo. And that's how they sneak out with the win, which is a perfectly heel tag team win to retain at WrestleMania. And I gave it a thumbs up. But I, I know there's some really horrible things that we won't talk about, you know, based on people here. But when you look at the match itself, it's just, whew, wow. There's just so much talent. So much talent in there. Craig, yeah. what do you think? Uh, definitely thumbs up. My notes bar. There's a rope crossing spot with Benoit and Guerrero where they just like hit each other like Mack trucks with like yeah. no give where they... Yeah, I think he legit hurts Eddie's elbow. I don't know what happened. It was probably on purpose, but the the velocity they 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 crush each other on that rope crossing spot. I was like, man. And then and my other only notice: there's six guys. Why is Rhino taking all the bumps? Rhino took a lot of damage in the first uh, yeah, four because, minutes, but because it's Rhino, because it's Rhino. But it was great match. Thumbs up. Right. Yeah, like I, you know, we're gonna have to do a legacy of Guerrero at one point, and. uh there's three Ugh. things in my life that I'll admit that makes me cry. Not just because I'm making, you know, I'm getting middle-aged or whatever, and you cry a lot easier. You know, You're going to say Owen Hart. Owen Hart, obviously. Like uh, uh, Chris Farley and Eddie Guerrero. Like, I cannot. It's hard for me. Like, and Eddie was a little bit more flawed than the other two. Oh, I mean, you know, Farley was, a, you know, did a lot of drugs and stuff. and uh, But at the same time, like, you know, Owen was super pure. I think that's why it just hits me right in the heart because I can't, I can't fathom that. That that was his yeah, fate. People, people that good shouldn't leave. But away. I, yeah. I loved Guerrero so much from the first time I saw him in ECW, and then he finally went to Nitro and started becoming more of a staple on Monday Nitro. I like. I'm not. I've never. You know. I went to one wrestling school for one day. You know. I'm not saying I'm. You know. Some fucking great worker. Or I know great work or whatever. I'm just a fan like everybody else. But at the same time, like I was always attracted to certain movement in the ring. It's why I liked Brett a lot. It's why I liked like sir, the Macho Man. There's there's people that do these moves, and it's hard for me to describe the way they move their movement. When I first saw Eddie Guerrero, I can't describe to you his footwork is like second to none, and it's because he just has it. Like he just it's in him. When I watch mm -hmm. him, especially when I watch him in there with Benoit, so it's ironic that that Craig brought that spot up. They I I can't like. I fell in love with both of them because like I watched their footwork. I watched like they're just fucking masters. Like it, yeah, if you like flow, pro wrestling, bro. if you like it like that, I can't describe to you how good Eddie is. Like Eddie is so, I mean, Benoit is too, yeah. but Eddie yeah. is so good. Like I can't, when I watch him, I was like, fuck, like that's there's, I can't, he's so good. I can't even use him as an example to show somebody else what a good wrestler is. If that makes any sense, because like the casual fan will notice like the rock and you know Austin and Hogan and the big over the top guys which is great which is fine no problems with that but Eddie Guerrero when i watch him i'm like fucking a like everything he did was so good it's like what i feel yeah. when i watch Brett too like that everything they it's there's a purpose when Brett would yeah. get up nothing when Eddie no gets wasted up, movement fluidity yes, there like, you go there you go no wasted movement that's that's perfect um like it's I, I cannot describe to you like how I feel when I watch Eddie. It makes me so yeah. fucking sad. So when we do reviews like this and he's on the card, I'm like, God, I get so yeah. mad before he comes on. I don't want to watch it. And then I watch it and I fall in love with him because he's Eddie Guerrero. 
But like, I just, God damn it. Like I watched him, you know, in this tag match and I'm like, God, what the fuck? Like, why aren't you here? God damn it. Like, what the fuck, man? Like it was his own, you know, doing and it's things that he did and put in his body that probably ended up contributing to his death. But like, yeah, same time. It's like, God damn it, man. Like what? He is such a good pro wrestler. I can't even like think of a better phrase to compliment him. He's so amazing. And just yeah. watching him, I hate it. I hate every time we have to review an Eddie match. Yeah. I'm just like, God, fuck, damn it. Like, he, he, the heel watching- face, he was like better than, he more fluid Jesus. than Brett because he, uh, Brett always had the same kind of motions, but Guerrero yeah. could be, could switch from stiff to kind of light and like then Matt and then Lucha and then completely all in, in like in, That's- in the same kind of five minutes and or whatever, if he, if he needed to be a heel and be he could match with them from Benoit yeah. to Mysterio to any cruiserweight to any, yeah. any other, any of the big top guys, he matched it. You, and ta- you, ta- you tag someone else in, he's going to change his style. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember when we good. met him, when we met him at Halloween Havoc 96, like he quote unquote hurt his ribs in the match with Diamond Dallas Page <sighs> on the pay-per-view. Oh my and then gosh, we, this just came for back. We went to the bar afterwards and he came down the elevator and was still fucking holding his ribs in front of all of us because he is amazing and he is a professional wrestler and he was holding his ribs while he's like, did you guys like the show? And he was so fucking awesome. Like, and we talked to him him for probably like two minutes or whatever, but like, uh, we met Ben Wall that night too. And, but I mean, like he was, he was so like, oh, thanks guys for saying, cause the second he came to the other, we were like, dude, you were so good tonight. And Hey Eddie, you know, you're great and all that stuff. And he was like, oh, thanks. And he's holding his ribs as he's talking yeah. to us, but he wasn't fucking really hurt. If he was really hurt with his ribs, he would not come downstairs. He'd, he'd be, be like, in, fucking, he'd be in the hospital. But or, or he would just be upstairs going, my fucking ribs are killing me. I really cracked my ribs, but he came down and he held it as soon as the elevator door opened. He was holding his ribs, walking out. No. Oh, oh, and he just happened to run into us. And I'll never, ever K-Fade forget that moment. Yeah. I'll never K-Fade. forget that moment with him and then watching his career and watching everything i was like he just he's amazing so i yeah. rambled and on I, for i know we've we've talked about this in the pod yet before but the exact polar opposite of that in the same arena in the same spot was arn anderson who had to be carted out of the ring on a stretcher <laughs> and then at twenty thousand fans walking from the mgm arena to the back to their rooms but, he had he had a bucket of beer in the bar and he was already you down know, in in all honesty, though, that was that was Arn Anderson's last match. He had a legit serious neck injury that ended his career, yeah. right? But he still yeah. was like, he could still yeah. drink beer, if that makes any yeah. sense, right? But Eddie, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not shitting on Anderson. We all love Anderson, let's be honest. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like it it it's like it's just amazing, like the way he was. Like, yeah. and I'll I will never fucking forget him. I no. love him. And every time I watch yeah. Eddie, it's like, God damn it. Like I watch his move and I'm like, you, if people aren't learning from you. Like, it's a fucking crime. If they're not playing videos in NXT every day of Eddie, they're fucking stupid. Like, they're just stupid. Like, you show that man. You show the way he moves. His steps. Like, it, yeah. when another wrestler is not meeting his standard, he learns how to handicap himself to them. And it that's a fucking talent. That's something that yeah. you rarely see. Like, so he'll still look that he's just like Eddie Guerrero. You can't not recognize him, but if he's in there with a lesser quality opponent, he still, he changes his footwork, which is like amazing, which is like, holy shit. Like he's dumbing himself down like to, and very few guys can do that. Angle could do it. Benoit could do it. Michaels could do it. Like they dumb themselves down and they still look like themselves. Like you don't, you don't notice that they're not performing at the level that they should be, but like they're dumbing themselves down for their opponents. If that person's less qualified, they're so fucking good. There's a handful of people I could say, and I probably just named them right now. Like of like, even Flair could do that. When Flair was young, Flair did that. Like, it's like, holy shit. Like, you know, you, these guys understand. I'd argue argue Sting could probably do it. 
know. Yeah, I mean, well, Sting was on the other side. He was a face, which is different, you know. But I mean, like, yeah, and I'm not saying true. all these guys were healed, but I mean, like, it's just to do that is like is is you just understand yeah. pro wrestling, and that's the, and then he could out of the ring, he could do absolute comedy and bits and sketches yeah. and 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 funny. So it was a complete package. Yeah. He got better as he got better. I don't know how this became and, a, a. And it takes. We turn this into a legacy of career. I turned this. It is a legacy girl. Yeah, he was born yeah, into it too. It's, it's not like he learned that. it. Like he, it's in his blood. For Eddie Guerrero was born in 1960. <laughs> 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 just, just, just kidding. Just so kidding. I, I, we all waited on it. Sorry, I took us off in a no, no. It's, God I, damn it! I missed that guy. I think it's missed that guy so much. We, I think we, I think, I think anybody who's a real wrestling fan does. I'm with you, Jess, completely. We turn to not to not to diminish that that commentary at all but the catfight girls are back oh good God, with stacy and tori uh and they're arguing if it's hogan or vince that really made wwe everybody knows it's hogan it's so exhausting no it's Talk vince <laughs> yeah match so, number five so the next match here now if you look i'm looking at the timestamps right so here the times explode <laughs> like into like you know they give them a plenty of time this was the first yeah. of like the well, one, two, three, four, five like highlighted matches, high mark uh, the five marquee matches, I should say, for Mania 19. It this show was entertaining before this, all but sure. all these next five matches that we're gonna cover, all they had to do was pay off, and this ma- this WrestleMania would have still been way thumbs up. But the card before here was very entertaining, um, and and did its job and was sure. fine. But uh now we go into Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho in just a regular old singles match. 22 minutes, 34 seconds. Michaels would get the pinfall on Jericho. Let me just say, I, I, this match is a goddamn gem. Like, it's, it's, I fucking hate Shawn Michaels with all my soul. But like, this match was so good. And I really like it because I'm a major Chris Jericho fan. And this was his coming out party. He was already WWE undisputed champion before this. But I don't think that, he really didn't find his heel character here because his only heel character before this was the obnoxious Jericho with, you know, 1001 holds arm bar. And he was funny. He was very funny. And even when he went to WWF originally in 99, he was still kind of that Jericho where he put a ponytail straight up in the air and his hair would fall. You know, he, he was obnoxious, right? Like that's what, that was, that was his interpretation of a heel at that point. Here, he was starting to learn how to be a shitty heel. And I don't mean shitty as in performance, but like a a bastard, like, shithead. Like, I like really, a really, really Like a really evil it's, fuck. And he was really... It's perfect. like, oh, you suck. It's like, no, I... I ironically, you. ironically, though, with the same opponent, Shawn Michaels, he would perfect that a couple of years later when he was, like, the suit-wearing Jericho and he punched uh, Shawn's wife in the face. Uh, I think I, like, I think it was 05. Um, and it, that's when he really like figured out how to be a fucking heel, like an amazing heel, but he was figuring it out here. So it's ironic. It was after his undisputed, it was like a year after his undisputed championship reign. I think Jericho was still trying to figure out that heel. And I give Shawn Michaels tons of credit here because, uh, I, I can't ever say he wasn't an amazing performer. He was one of the best the I've ever seen, like, and, and, and in a small issue. group, these guys went out here. For WrestleMania, this is the size of their balls and the size that how about how they knew their talent. We're going to go out here for 22 minutes, no titles on the line, no special stipulation. We're just going to wrestle and we're just going to tell you a story. And this match was goddamn amazing. Like, and I really hate him, Shawn Michaels. Like, sometimes, like, I really fucking hate him. But I was watching this match and I was like, these two guys, man, like, they, they just. 
they called it. It's like Babe Ruth calling his home run shot. They just, the, the preparation for this was probably, I, I would, I, this is me guessing, but I'm sure road agents were like, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to really like, you know, maybe get a little hardcore on the outside or anything like that. They're like, nope, nope. We are two good professional wrestlers and we're going to go out there in front of 54,000 people on the biggest show of the year. And we're going to wrestle. And they were putting the perfect spot on the card, by the way, to do so as well. And it was awesome. This match was awesome from start to finish. Uh, thumbs up. That's all I have to say. Craig, go ahead. I'll throw it to you. Yeah. Uh, five stars. Like the promo package before, it was fantastic. It was all about Jericho growing up, being told that he's the next Shawn Michaels, uh, but wanting to kind of, it's the old kind yeah. of mentor-student kind of angle, uh, but with a little yeah, more harshness knows, to it. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the and then the match at the very, very end of it. After all of it, like, I forgot what the very, very ending was. So yeah. I, I was, after half an hour, emotional and watching. And Jericho was, he was crying. And I bought, I, I completely bought into it. Yes. I yes. knew he kind of was fake crying. But, like, I knew, I'd like, I thought he was, like, doing it. And then I was like, oh, no, my God, he means it. And then he goes from handshake to a hug. And the hug. And then he knees him in the balls. <laughs> and then Sean's it's expression. Perfect. And this is like the end and the cherry on top of exactly what Jess said. And this is an aged Shawn Michaels, got a little bit past his prime. The first WrestleMania in a lot of years since his back. Uh, a different guy. But like the confidence with each other and the story they told, doing each other's kind of moves in that like mentor-student thing where Jericho super kicked him. Um, Michaels did Jericho's like, and the end, and then the end kind of culminated with a lot of off the top rope stuff where Jericho landing on his head, superplexes. Um, and then it it was just these false finishes. It was just fantastic. Um, best match. This is, it's tough because there's a lot of best matches of the night and it's all debatable, but me watching this back today, I would, I would would almost say like, this was the match of the night for me. You guys are gonna hate what I say. I, I would um, say the night, the night of this pay per view. I I knew this match was good, but I didn't rank it as the best of the night. But watching it back, I ranked this the best of the night. You do, yeah. yeah. I um, I, I I take it a little bit differently, and I and maybe maybe I'm and I'll be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. It's fine. But um, <laughs> I I gave it a thumbs middle, and not because of the match <laughs> itself. Not because of the match itself. Let, let, let's talk about some things real quick. Um, I love, I love the rewind, Craig, to your point. I thought it was set up beautifully and it should have been set up to a point where Jericho was going to take this match because you don't fucking have, you don't, you don't continue feuds after wrestle fucking mania. This is where it ends. Yeah. Okay. First of all, that's number one. Shawn Michaels is an old sack of shit. Um, he's been getting paid for five years for doing nothing, by the way, we found out. And at this point, <laughs> um, and you would I'm, think I'm, I would have this venom. By I know. The way. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling than, you right now. I, I and I'm, I'm telling you, and and then you you get down to the entrance of Shawn Michaels, and he's got fucking confetti guns. Oh my god! What the hell's going on the confetti here? Guns. And and half of them don't even work. Like, what is going on? Like, no, I was answer, glad they didn't work. I was hoping the, the last the, one the wouldn't good, work. So out of all totally the good, uh, out of all the good entrances Shawn's had at Mania, this, this was is the, the worst. Shittiest. This is the worst. Yeah. This is the worst. And on top of it, okay, so I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get into the match. Trading moves in the beginning is great. Jericho's spinning heel kick is totally on point. Michael starts working the leg. He takes a massive shoulder to the post, um, but he skins the cat at one point into a crossbody to Jericho to the floor. Really cool. And then, but then Sean gets a quick roll up for the win. And I did love the double cross, you know, with Jericho. I like that. But I'm telling you right now, there is no, there's no upside. There's no upside 
for Sean to win here at WrestleMania. I'm so sick of Mr. WrestleMania. I'm sick of it. There's no reason for him to win this match. It doesn't make any sense. I I hate it. And I, and I I usually don't hate him as much as I hate as Jess does, but I hate him that much here. Because I, I feel like this is this Jericho just doesn't care. Jericho's like, I don't care who wins because it's gonna be a barn burner and people will remember it forever. And I get that. And that's probably why he didn't really I Jericho gave no pushback because like, well, Shawn Michaels is a legend. Bullshit. Shawn Michaels should have should have made Jericho passed the torch yeah. here. Should have made him here. It's WrestleMania. What is going on? Why is an old ass man who's been out of work for five years but getting paid on the side winning this match? Someone has to explain that to me with confetti guns. Explain that to me. Thumbs middle because the match is that great. But I hate Oof. the way it works out. I hate it. it. I That's harsh. It. I, I, but I, I respect your decision. I that, hate that, it. You're that. That's a very stern judge. Uh, uh, hating the, um, the ending and it's then the politic turning it to thumbs it, in the middle. I can't stand. I can't. But, stand but who it. knows? Maybe Jericho didn't want to go over on it. Like after all, like to do the angle all together and how he. Uh, I mean, he. Michaels had to kind of get it back. Well, Jericho he was, will be he was here next a few week, times we'll in the run up. about it. I'm just kidding. That's not happening. <laughs> but so, I don't know. What say I, you, Jess? I I agree with you <laughs> because you, you because you said you were going to be wrong, and you're wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. It, first of all, this I was know the it's first a match. match. This was I the just first so match of their series. It. it wasn't a blow off match. They actually rematched after this, and Jericho. I know over. that shouldn't. That's not. That's not but, how it should be. Is let, what I'm telling you. This is this I, I is where this is where it blows off. This is where it ends. But, but I kind of have to end. put. I have to put my disagreement with you on pause until we review the next match because the next match plays into my <laughs> point why this match made absolute 100 percent sense. For Michaels to go over and why the ending sequence that Craig and I talked about, about the kick in the balls reversed all of it. So I'm going to pause right there. Ah, well, okay. We're, we're going to go on to the next you, backstage uh, segment. Uh, I'm sure, which is fucking Miller cat fight or something. I don't know what the fuck the next bit. Well, then, re- the refs, there's a few refs that meet in VKM's uh, locker room. So Vincent Kenny McMahon has some refs in his pocket. It looks like before that match starts. <laughs> so keep that in mind. <laughs> and then limp biscuit performs and Jess gets, I'm sorry, Craig gets really upset about it. Cause that's, it's a live performance for no reason. Um, oh, yeah. they did Crack Addict, huh? They did the theme for Mania. They did yeah. Crack Addict, which was the yeah. theme song. And I want to tell you that I own several Limp Bizkit records, and I was a proud owner that played a lot in my car, a uh, hot dog, uh, chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water, oh, like which break, had- Break Stuff was awesome. <laughs> Rolling and My Way on it. Yeah. And, and Break Stuff? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Milky, Break Stuff, yeah. Was, Milky was not an album before. But yeah, they were great, so I don't hate on them. But God, yeah. looking back- and you it's, also <laughs> you also get the actual cat fight, I think, in this segment. Um, Again, you know, ooh. Coach. Oh, that must good. have been a Miller Lite deal. It must have been Miller paying them a shit. No, it, 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 it 100% was, yes. Yeah, Miller, they do the yeah. pillow yeah, it's fight. It's an ad sales play. Uh, Tori, Tori and Stacey comes in. Tori nah, gives uh, Stacey a spanking, which I'm sure everybody enjoyed. And yeah. then they roll over on the coach, and they actually pin coach to end oh, the pillow fight, which makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And oh. Okay. So was this on like a Saturday Night Shotgun, or was this? Are you talking about WrestleMania right now? Well, it's WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, okay. WrestleMania 19. Oh, um, okay. But, but, but what's funny is like this, this. This is this proves our point of how like we go back. I hate to go back to women's wrestling again, but this is what they were up against. This is the shit that the. The well, legit women's wrestler had to deal with. To to know? defend the booking here too, this was the buffer match between the twenty two minute classic that we just saw and the next match. So I you understand do it, you got to cool it down. Yeah, they had to, you, absolutely, absolutely. 
and which is why we're ready for the next match, right? Because now I'm ready to yeah. fucking uh, yeah. go. Because uh, now you're uh, now you're really gonna lose it. Was that an actual match? match? Is, what you're what we're talking about with the with the women until was that an actual match? It, Do we? It count was that? supposed to be, but I didn't even. I don't, I don't even want to review it. I didn't put it if as you match look number six. I'll tell you that. If much. you look on Wikipedia, yeah, it's not it's it's not on Wikipedia, so it's, it's not sanctioned. Yeah, I literally didn't watch it. It was oh, WCW right. uncensored. You guys uh, leave like, that to me, and I know that, and it really hurts me greatly that you make me what? deal with that. But what, what, what? That you make me deal with the bullshit. I skipped it. I'm like, I have to watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, no. I mean, I feel <laughs> after your, <laughs> I feel after your rating on the Shawn Michaels and Jericho, I kind of feel like you deserve all of this. So here we go. Okay. The okay. You know, deep is, down inside, you agree with me. Deep down, I don't. You know I don't that actually, I, I, I completely disagree with you. But Triple H defends the World Heavyweight Championship against Booker T. In 18 minutes and 45 seconds. Come on! Here's the contrast. Here's the contrast. (laughs) Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho's whole feud was built on, I worshipped you when you were younger, and now you're coming back and you're trying to take my spot. I should be you. Because people were saying that I'm, you're just like uh, Shawn Michaels. You're just like this, just like that. They even showed moves, them doing the same moves. So do it six months before. So that's why that made sense and Shawn michaels would go on because wwe knew at this point that michaels was actually going to stay for a while and he would he would wrestle for like another seven eight years um and give us way more wrestlemania classics than than just this match so as much as i hate him the storyline made total sense and the loss that jericho took didn't hurt him at all because like chris because Shawn michaels was performing well it wasn't like he was this blowing out old fucking fuddy-duddy that came in there and Jericho carried him. Michaels was with him every step of the way. And and Jericho had to learn how to wrestle WWE main event style here, which was so important to his career. And I the loss doesn't bother me because that storyline was perfect. Fast forward to this match. The storyline, mm-hmm. they actually called Booker T a criminal. Because they brought into when he was arrested, they show us mug shots. They brought some realism into this or whatever. He's a black man that was down on his luck. He was arrested when he was a teen, but he fought back. He fucking straightened his life out. Now he's a professional athlete. And now he's wrestling for the World Heavyweight Championship. The match before was told perfectly because it was talent. It was, I'm a better wrestler than you. It's my time now. And whether you agree or disagree that Sean should have won or lost or whatever, it, the storyline covers that up. So it doesn't matter who wins or loses. The fact that the main event of that storyline was a good wrestling match, which they gave you a 22 minute class. So I'm trying, so this, I'm trying to sell me and talk about this. match. No, no, this match, this match, <laughs> this, I heard your rant. You calm down. Let me finish mine. So this match, <laughs> this match was set on a, a, a man of color rising up. You, you brought out my past. You wheeled my past out here. You did all this stuff. But I'm here now. I'm a professional. I'm going to win the fucking world title. How the fuck does that storyline not come across? How the fuck does Triple H pin him and squash the so fuck mad. out of him? How the fuck does this we happen? Were, we were, this is the, we were this is the angry, absolute opposite. The way, this is my point. Around. This is opposite. This is opposite of what Shawn Michaels and Jericho was. They The ending of the match mirrored the storyline. The The... This match didn't have to be good, and it was okay. This match was okay. It wasn't bad, yeah. but it was it was okay. The, the worst of the, the big, the, the worst of the, the last five. Probably. Yes, you're right. But you know what, Craig? What would have saved it? And you know what? The whole point of the whole thing was is for, for the Booker ending to, get to pay off for Booker yeah. to get over. Yeah. And this motherfucker, all like, you had politicked to do. in the back, 
and 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 Vince was in his corner too. Vince, was, I, I, well, I'm going to def- defend Dave and, and, and say up. that Triple H has just learned how to do this from the master of Sean. the guy that was in the match before. That's no, what I'm fair saying. Enough. I'm not saying that Shawn Michaels' but, past sins weren't shouldn't be paid, but I'm talking yeah. about if we're but just case isolating case, these yes, matches, right. there was nothing wrong with Michaels going over against Jericho. No. There just wasn't. No. As far as classic wrestling storyline, I, I trust me, I agree with everything Dave said about Shawn Michaels. But I mean, like it that I, I wanted. It to, I'm, I'm I love that these matches were back to back because it's a perfect fucking example of this fucker Triple H, like and what yeah. he did here. And this is not okay. Look. We can shit on Michaels for not putting Vader over in 96 or whatever, but it wasn't detrimental to the, to the, you know what I mean? Like whether Vader won or lost, it's fine. They put Sid in there and I'm not shitting on Vader, but it it worked out the same way. The story was the same thing. Like it was the same thing. Michaels did the right thing here by agreeing to go over because they rematched like three other times in the pay-per-views in the year. And it was all 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 I'm saying, Jess, is you put that six months back and you do it right. And Jericho was at WrestleMania. It didn't make sense. I don't, I don't like the timing. He was fine. I think, I think it was fine in comparison to this match was my point is like, the, yes, it, it didn't have to be the classic that it was before because this is, this is absolute. The storyline of Michaels and Jericho was they had to put on a good match because the whole yeah, thing was about the, you're Mr. WrestleMania. Right. I'm sh- yeah. I should be Mr. WrestleMania. You got to rise your talent. No, I get that. This I match get that, didn't but have I, I to think- be good. This match was was average. Uh, they both worked hard, <laughs> Triple H and Booker T. But like, it didn't have to be average. The ending the pop anger, where Booker T finally went over. Yeah, where Booker T finally goes over and fucking gets that pop in front of fifty four thousand people and vindicates himself. These fucking villains, Flair and Triple H, yeah. bringing up his past, talking about yeah. how he's a criminal, like you know, doing yeah. all this stuff. Like, it, you win the match if you're Booker and T. You it wouldn't fucking, hurt fucking one at all. And then they he pedigrees him. They lay on the ground for it seemed like an hour, and then he rolls over and pins him with an arm. I was so fucking mad. I was so we were angry. Mad. We were watching I'm mad this. right now. I'm yeah, probably we, watch my it, we all watch this, this WrestleMania together. Fucking bullshit. We were we yeah. were like yelling at the television. We're like, what the fuck was that? What yeah. was that? I think we my response so was. Mad. When the count was happening live, if I remember, I was like, no, no, no. Like I was screaming no at the top of my lungs because he, when that fucker hit three and I was so pissed, I was like, how we were, we were all this very up? upset live at yeah. the very least the next month. He's going to win the title, right? Nope. Booker T never fucking beat him for the title. No, never. What in the yeah, never I, I think it was a two pronged path of so, like, fuck. Booker never being like McMahon, never wanting a WCW guy at that point or Booker to be the guy. And then Triple H wanting this is the moment to claim his spot that he would hold for the rest of his life. He can't like, lose it for a month and then win it back a month later. I'd be fine with that. But you yeah. get the moment at Mania. You yes, get the, the re- moment yeah. for Booker because right. it's going to make him. Get it. Yeah. We didn't create the term WrestleMania moment. You fuckers did. And then you don't give it to him. You know, fuck exactly. Even God, it's perfectly worded. I want to. I want to take this even deeper, right? Uh, Booker's already, a, I believe, a five-time champion here with the belt that Triple H is currently holding because he's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> you know, before before it even came to this guy in Federation. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that I think. Yeah. My my family asks me all the time, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" And it's a difficult answer. Like uh, you know, Angle's definitely on that list for my number one, but Booker T is one of my favorite wrestlers. I, I I don't think that anybody can understand what Booker T was capable of doing in the realm of his, his character, his charisma, um, the way he, the, his, his interest music, which may have been lucky. God um, that, fucking love that. Side. You know, we, 
We 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 God, talk anything God. when we talk about any entrance when we're making fun of entrances we always we always sing the Booker T entrance. Dun, 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 <laughs> yes, Jet, we, we used to play do. that in the car all the time. Like yes. it was the go-to and CD you, track when Booker we used to burn T, CDs. Booker T is absolutely on top <laughs> here. He's <laughs> on fire here. Everybody loves him. Look at the physique on the man behind Jess. He is massive. He carries everything that Vince would want. I named my cat in, in Booker because he did a spinneroni and had three legs. Yeah, yeah, your cat did a spin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When your when your it's cat Booker. would come around the corner, you would do a dun, 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 dun. you know, <laughs> yeah. you would sing. I mean, we talked about this with your three legs. Oh no! What so happened? and then also legs. too, I'm the just story, so mad about this. The storyline of this match was he worked on Booker's leg the whole time, right? Okay, so book, but Booker still had no problem doing the fucking flip leg drop off the top rope on him. Which is so what's awesome. the point of working on his fucking leg? And then he hits it with a with a fucking pedigree, which is not and a leg over. maneuver, which is not yeah. a leg maneuver, and, and somehow, but that that beats Booker T. What the fuck was the point about working on the leg if that didn't factor into the finish? I'm still not okay with Booker T losing in any way, shape, or you form. Can, but at the very least, that. if like fucking like Triple H put him in the figure four. And like made him tap Something. because like they were okay and, 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 and make and make Flair make Flair hold him yeah. from the back. Yes, yes. Like I'm not saying I would have liked that at all, but at least I could see. Well, I guess that was a. And logic. they're gonna keep the story but, going, maybe. But this was a clean a, hit like him a, with a pedigree a win. and fucking they they One, laid two, on the ground three, for a while yeah. and, and then he barely like, crawled over and covered him and he pinned him. Like the crowd, uh, if you watch the crowd, they were like, "What? Well, this is some horse shit." Like they saw it on their face. They were just like, "What the fuck is this?" Like. This is stupid. Yeah, everybody was like, where's the payoff here? Like, yeah. I hate it. And it, God forbid wrong. you do the angle of, uh, of, yeah. of WCW and his five time versus WWF and Federated and who's the best. But no, you make it racially tinged. And then I don't yeah. know if Booker called him so out for being a Connecticut when, when rich shithead. But like, they, that, they, that you, did not. Yeah. It was a different time back then. But even back then, it was fucking cringy. And what yeah. a piece of shit. Like, and what's Booker going to do? Like, go to the angle and. Well, that, I, I think that's the point. I was all, I was all that like, goes like, away. At this point, he gets can't politic. He's got no, he's got no clout here. He just can't. He, he's been here for a short amount of time. He's coming from WCW. Yeah, but you, but you think about it. Like the picture, the picture that Jess is holding behind him tells everything. Like that's Booker's belt. That is <laughs> Triple H. You have no right. That thing was handed to you for one the first time around. If I'm not mistaken, by Bischoff. No, right, right. You're totally yeah, right. Yeah, they handed that motherfucker to him. That's number one. That's a WCW Sorry. title, which I know we should on WCW a lot. They make a lot of bad decisions. But Booker T being a five-time champion was definitely not that. And to do this to Booker T, where you can bring back the nostalgia. You can talk about WCW at this point, because by the way, you fucking own it. You can bring that into it, but Vince is so fucking pig-headed, he can't handle it. You could have brought all this in. All this could have been great. And you want to call him a degenerate? That's great, as long as you put him over. But you call him a degenerate and you beat him, yeah. you're a sack of shit. You're a sack of shit. You, yeah, Triple fuck, H, you're I a sack. This match. VKM, this day, you're a sack. There's no way to defend this. Like, I've thought about it so many you different can't. ways. I'm like, there's you no can't. way to fucking... Like, just look, looking at classic wrestling no. storytelling, there's no way to defend this. Yeah. You specifically turned... You put a racial shade on it. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. which means Booker T wins. That is the yeah. fucking That's only how it works. Result. It stinks if Triple H beats him at fucking backlash yeah. the next month, whatever, fine, fine. It, it, Win your it title stinks back of politicking. It really does. Fine. And, no, and nobody but, loves... And by the way, Booker will never tell you the truth because they've they've taken care of Booker over the years. I was going to say, has he ever mentioned in a shoot that he was offended or... I've never really looked for it. I don't think so. I think Booker T's always been diplomatic about it and fucking, oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm and good for him. Like, 
he's made a hell of a career and there's no, you know, like ill will towards Booker. He was put in a shitty position. He just did what he was told. But it's like, fuck, man. Like, God damn it. Like, this is wrestling yeah. 101. This is wrestling 101. And like you, yeah. they purposely, they, it's like out loud, Triple H might as well have just grabbed the mic and been like, yeah, we're not going to do it. He's going to lose. Well, like, he might as well just uh, fucking yeah. got on the mic and you, said you, that. Like, You've come a long way from the curtain call, haven't you? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I, you know he overruled it. Like, he, it's just, this is classic trips. Just yeah. it's <laughs> racist it's Connecticut rich boy trips. Just fucking... I hate I hate him so much. I'm so I'm so giddy about Undertaker should have been disqualified. What? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Crap. Uh I I, What's I the- there's so much fun stuff about the next match. Number seven. Oh. So way. Hulk Hogan uh defeated Mr. McMahon in a street fight. If Hulk Hogan lost, he would have had to have retired. The match is 20 minutes and 47 have. seconds. Um uh <laughs> Let me just say, I, I put the greatest wrestler of all time versus Mr. McMahon. That's what I officially call it. <laughs> uh, this match was fun. Uh, this match was very fun. It was a great story. Vince coming, peering up over the apron was awesome when he got the pipe and he was all bloody and he came up. The production was, uh, this was all of the strong points, right? They're yeah. too fucking, Hogan turned 50 like two months later and Vince was in his 50s already. And like, he's 58. Like, yeah, two fucking 50 really? year olds. Like, you know, in their 50s or whatever was like just it. it it's funny because the, the the buy rate of this mania would piss Hogan off because it, his payoff wasn't big enough. And it's just so typical oh. Hogan events, isn't it? Um, which is funny well, because brother, like that I, number's not working for me, brother. I really Good enjoyed death. this match. And, and the fact that Hogan and Vince, they, they both fucking didn't like pull any punches. It's like just, they both bled like pigs. The chair shots were awesome. Yeah. Like uh, I just I loved it. I they made sure the crowd went home happy with this match. It's and like, so good. This match was so yeah. good. Like I I don't care what anybody says. Like it's it's, it's, awesome. it's not it's well it's, <laughs> I give it a major a, thumbs up. Yeah. It's not a I give it a major thumbs up. I. I love yeah, I, I mean, love watching Hogan. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like, I, I know you give yeah. it a thumbs up all day long. I think I, yeah. there's there's not no one's the gonna question that here on this one. But you know the, the thing about it is, you know, here's my notes. I'll just I'll just, I'll just there's a lot of things in here that are missing. Like it, it's not a barn burner for technicality, right? Like it, Piper coming in at the end of the place. It's with Vince McMahon. Piper. Yeah, and yeah, true. Um, so I, I, I before the match even started, my notes I just wrote thumbs up because I knew what was coming. I have so much in my head, but there was things that I missed when. When he hits Hugo with the chair, I kind of legit giggled from the Spanish yeah, announcing table. Yeah, he fucking hit him hard. <laughs> and he bladed. Hugo bladed to his great. He bladed. Like, yeah, like, he Hugo bladed. bladed. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah the Hugo bladed. I was, and I was like, I was giggling about it. And, and then Vince gets that ladder out and leg drops Hogan off the Spanish house and breaks the table. I'm like, holy crap! And p- even people were saying, holy shit! They were chanting, holy shit! On a Hogan VKM match, you didn't expect that. But but you do see weird items where at the beginning of the match you know they're they're, gra- they're doing the ground and pound and Hogan can't even get down on, on all knees because one knee's so bad he has to do a kneel like a like a like a you know Kaepernick kneel for oh in the beginning 
In the beginning, yes, yeah. I thought so, that yeah. yes, I was like, like he oh can't, man, he, when he like charged his him, knees were so bad. Even when he climbed up the stairs on the ring, he was having a hard time. Yeah, because he's not getting back up if he puts both knees down. So it's just, you see it, you're like, oh my god, they're, they're I mean, like Vince is in yeah. better shape than Hogan, obviously, because Vince didn't put his body through thirty years of of, of this. But um, the leg drop off the ladder was great. Blood was everywhere. It was absolutely glorious. They they cut so hard. And don't forget the cameo of VKM just talking about coming up with the pipe. I don't know if they planned that shot. Yeah, they but did. No, they absolutely did. It was just, yes, if they did, I don't right. even care because it was so. And I don't mean that to, to shit on the moment. That was just an amazing. And I said, I said, no, babe, I, brilliant. My, I like my wife was in and out of the room when I watched WrestleMania because my kids don't like to watch wrestling with me. My wife's, she tolerates it, you know, but whatever. And I'm like, you got to watch this part. She's like, oh my God. I'm like, I know, right? It was, it was so good. She's like, it was really good. She's like, she gets mad about the blood, but I'm like, I don't, I don't care. God, his evil it. smile. And, Fuck. Yeah, man. it's, oh, it's yeah. great. And then one thing, one thing at the end when Hogan, you know, basically leg drops him three times and gets the pin, you know, Shane comes down and says, I want to check on my dad. And Hogan's like, get your ass in here. And then he, he leaves. But then like on his way out, do they pick, Vince they flips pick him VK, off. VK, VK, VK said, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's like Vince has such disdain for Hogan at that point. And he flips them out. It, it but just I goes to they, show too. Uh, they went, like they went to the back and hugged it out. So that was great, brother. It, it sure. just goes to yeah. show too that like it. Uh, no, I do you hear the story behind that? Um, they went out there. I guess they went in the back or whatever. And Hogan's like, you know, what'd you think? And Vince was like, oh, I want to go out and do it again. Like because Vince like wanted. I think he loved like hitting Hogan, <laughs> like because there was a lot of bad blood for for as much money as they made together. There was a lot of bad blood blood between them, and uh, it's insane. Undertaker, yeah, when you think Undertaker about it. made a, a famous quote. They actually, uh, you would hear Jerry Lawler throughout the night saying, "Like, oh, we're filming a movie tonight. We're filming a movie." They actually had a WrestleMania 19 documentary that they released years yeah. later, and uh, Undertaker oh, was interviewed the on the mania it, behind the he, mania. Yes, and uh, Undertaker Ooh. like made his feelings known because yeah, he hasn't really had a lot of like good feelings for Hogan. And uh, he just said, uh, you know, yeah, they went out and it was like the 20 years in the making or whatever. He was like, I, if it was a real fight, I know who I would have liked to have really won. And he was basically hinting that, he, you know, he would hope Vince would kill him because Taker's Hogan's done Taker. Well, they've that. had their issues and H- Hogan yeah. tried to bury him and Taker's like, yeah. I totally took care of him. We, we've talked about that in the archives as well. And yeah, but Craig, Craig, go ahead. Because I have a couple. I have uh, some closing yeah. comments, but Craig, go ahead. Uh, what's your ranking on this match? Yeah. Uh, oh man, this is I, th- 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 thumbs three quarters if it's possible. I know that's a cop out, and here's why. Um, <laughs> there are some uh, bad things about this match. It, they gave each other too long. No. Uh, it should have been five minutes, seven minutes shorter. Uh, Piper was a bit weird, a bit schmozzy. Yeah, we, yeah, you're um, right. The Piper situation made no sense. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, but there's, a, I no, mean, there's a lot of, of sense, fun here. But it's just Piper was bloated and not good. Oh, he was so it. fat. It just, yeah, but he, he, he did drop good. an f bomb when he hit Hogan with the pipe. Fuck, fuck fat. you guys! <laughs> oh, you fucking pipe man! It's you the pipe man! And don't forget the the refs that were paid off. Too, you old fucking yeah. never lost to me, man. Yeah. But the biggest thing to me that I appreciate is like Vince is such a genius. Like, yeah, Hogan, you're gonna bury me, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose, but. I should say, you'll never bury me because I'm going to have, he had two iconic shots in here. Not only did he have that rising from the outside of the pipe with the blood and the crazy yeah. thing, he also had that iconic shot with his son behind him holding him with two middle fingers up, like yeah. he will never surrender. And then Vince actually, Hogan for 20 minutes, literally went level to level, uh, like 
they were both of equal kind of power. Like it wasn't Hogan yes. just throwing him I, around. I did notice that too. Man, if you all the se- all the segments, like the, the way they blocked the match out, it was equal. Like Hogan attacked yeah. Vince in the beginning and punched him in the corner or whatever. Yeah. And then when Vince Ground finally got that clothesline yeah. on him, Vince did the yeah. same thing. Ground and pounded him, put him in the corner. It wasn't chicken shit Every, heel or like the chair shots. Versus... They traded chair shots back and forth yeah. outside. Right. Hogan got his yeah. shot with the chair. Then Vince got his shot with the chair. Like yeah. it was weird. You're right. You're hundred percent right. The, like they the, did tit for tat. It didn't matter. The like, promo yeah. before it, like it, there was some sting in that. Like they, the stuff they've been through, the Hogan testifying at his federal trial, which was probably the most stressful moment yep. of McMahon's yeah, life. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. they 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 didn't they touched on that. Like there's some there's some blood, but both these guys when it, it's just about business and ah, let's go make some money. Forget, yeah, thumbs up. Fuck it. I'm sorry. It did not thumbs three quarters. I, thumbs up. Can I also say that there's one thing that I never really noticed until I rewatched it this time, and I'm a big Hogan fan. Everybody knows that. Um. Get what was missing from this match, which is an ultimate Vince coup. Did he not tear the shirt? No, he didn't pose at the beginning or at the end. No, at the end he did. He at the end, yeah. No, he he didn't. He pose. did. There's a Hogan must pose moment at the end. Yep. And I so Vince it. like made sure that was strategic. That was I didn't notice that. I was like, fuck. So he beats him. Shane comes in there. He, he at least he he did these portions. He, did. he didn't do. Like oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, yeah, he didn't do the full thing. Yeah, he, he just did, he did. He did this stuff because normally the they go, they fade out, and they go okay. to the next segment or yes. whatever, like with Hogan yes. posing or whatever. But that was not. It was not a typical Hogan celebration. No, he, he quickly did a few of these in the ears, and then and then Shane out. came Shane down came there, out. and then the last yeah. the last thing was Vince flipping yeah. him off, and then like yeah. they kind of Hogan was just sort of holding the belt. And I see. What yeah. It wasn't the last thing of the match. I, you cannot tell me that that wasn't a plan for Vince. That Vince was like, "You're not right. fucking posing." And they, and they yeah. made Hogan roll yeah. out. That's too. funny. Hogan yeah. rolled yep. out on. Yep. It. You're right. It wasn't yes. Hogan. Vince was the last one in the ring. It was Hogan started. I watched pose. it two nights like he, ago, and I was like, "Hogan must pose." Did not happen. Like the, the you're full. Right. You know, because normally when, when thing, Hogan yeah. beats somebody, that person rolls their ass out. Yep. And, Hogan and they get in. out and then he, you know, just pointing to him, brother, and he does the whole thing. Did not happen. Yeah, nope, Vince had the Vince. last word. Not to Vince. So, so being last in the ring was a bit of a. That's there a, that's was so a much. A, like, and I'm glad you brought that up, Craig, too, about the tit for tat. There was so you could tell it was tense. Like every, even the booking of the match was super tense. Like you're going to win, like, but nope, I'm going to be. You're going to do that, but I'm going to do that to you, too. Oh, you're going to bust me open the chair. I'm going to bust you open the chair right back. Oh, I'm gonna get a big ladder spot. By and the they way, were, and they were very cautious of those like, shirts. Yeah. You'll admit that, right? They were very careful. You know what? And I'm glad you brought that up too, Dave, because I want you to see Hogan's a fucking pro, and if I don't like his politics in the back sometimes or whatever, but at the same time, he's a pro. <laughs> they when took he care of that, each other on those. If you yeah. watch Hogan with that chair when he runs in, right when he knows it connects with their forehead, it's... he let one hand go so that way okay. the chair had give. So the but noise yeah. was he's, made with their head. He's always been the worst at hitting people with chairs. Yes, but these were the best shots, though. Like, I, I, you know, you're totally right, by the way. In WCW, it was awful. Like, it was really bad. But, <laughs> yeah. like, here, But he that's did taking fine. care of him. That's, I mean, that's to your point. He's taking care of him. He's not yet. Even when he hit the Spanish announcer, if you go back and watch it, and I did, I slow motioned it. When he comes down with the chair, the second he knows it hits their face, he lets one hand go. So it's like a hinge. So that yeah, way, it's, yeah, the just, noise yeah, is there, and like the ping yeah. is like there, and huh. he did it on the Vince yeah. shots too, and I was like, "Fuck, he's a <laughs> well pro. done." Jess. Like, whereas uh, us three guys, when we were uh, 20, 20, uh, 19 to twenty four, we would take the same chair and beat the shit out of each other's foreheads with it. I'm surprised we didn't give each other concussions. We did. We right. gave each we other a lot did. of chair such with the exact chair that did. they did. Yeah, 
Well, there was there was sinus fluid leaking. That's where it was know. alcohol yeah. fueled too, by the way. But, and I'm sorry, yeah. oh. right. Anyway, yeah. I go with Hogan I still forever. I fucking love the man. God what? damn it! Maybe we should do that. I, like we're, we're we're almost 45 together. Like we should see if we could actually like fake brawl like we used to together at a party or uh, hit each other with steel chairs or give each other I've pedigrees. Often, it's I've been often a long day time. dreamed. I, I've often daydreamed about giving us like three or four months to get in shape and fucking wrestling again. <laughs> but I don't know how we can fucking do it. I don't know where or how we can do it. Liz, Liz will not let me build a ring in the backyard. I'll tell you right now. <sighs> but I do, I do daydream hey. about that. Uh, if you if we get we will we'll hit a threshold of people that we need subscribers and comments and then if you do it we will wrestle each other in it in a match. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'll do it. There you I can go. do it. I'm down with that. Oh, you, 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 you get enough people on the channel, I'll do it. That's yeah. true. I'll fly to Cali, uh, California and hit you uh, all with a belt. I have to find a ring to rent it or something. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Enough. Enough. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Sorry. So how did y'all feel about this Austin Rock cutaway that we get to after this? Oh, good stuff. So the next match here, it's the Rock defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin. 17 minutes, 55 seconds. Yeah, uh, it's so, so many things to get into here. I don't care how yeah. long we go on this review because some of these matches deserve the uh, talking about. And sure. uh, so the Rock pins him. The Rock was 0-2. He lost WrestleMania 19. Uh, yeah. No, excuse me. Uh, he lost 17? WrestleMania 15, 15. Uh, in 1999, and then he lost WrestleMania 17. And then so The Rock is like, I have to fucking, this is it. This is our rubber match. I have It's not even a rubber match because Austin's won two, but I have to win one. And uh, so The Rock does beat him. We had no idea when we watched his pay-per-view because the internet was kind of still, it, it wasn't in its infancy, but it kind of was. Right. Because once, until Wi-Fi exploded, right. like. Just like know, my Hardy, it was in internet 1.0. Can't deny that. But this is WrestleMania. Yeah, right, right. So, like, The Rock beats him. He is one in two, like, which is still a losing record, but that's fine. That was, like, the big deal. Like he said in his interview, people don't remember the first or second act. They remember the third act. Yeah. Um, So So it was all done great. Uh, Austin looked in good shape, but a little bit more bloated than usual. And you learn afterwards that he went to the emergency room the night before. Uh, he thought he was having a heart attack. Uh, his he couldn't stop his legs from shaking. Everybody knows that Austin has had major like spinal injuries, not just from the Owen Hart pile driver, yeah. which made it bad, but I mean mm-hmm. he he had had neck injuries before that, and it just yeah. been building. He'd had a couple neck surgeries here. Yeah. Um, you can see a scar on the front of his throat, by the way, to this yeah. day where they went in the first time. He, he was having and, spinal uh, stenosis, whatever that is. Like that must be yeah. Like, just yeah. so. They wrestled 17 minutes. It wasn't as good as their 17 uh, Mania 17 match, but I think yeah. it was better than their uh, 15 match, to be honest. Yeah, um, I, I, because not their best match, but still because the heart them. and yeah. and they had to follow Shawn Michaels. They had to follow Hogan and Vince, which tore the house down before because like they for entertainment values. Yeah. So the crowd here is getting super fatigued because you had these two big matches that delivered. Um, and I purposely yeah. skipped the Triple H Booker T match, and so. So now you have this. This is their third match or whatever. Again, uh, this is like, a, a, to me, it was a farewell to the Attitude Era. These two were the staples of the Attitude Era. Um, yeah. I loved it. I gave this match a thumbs up, and I'm just going to read my notes. The Rock worked hard for Austin, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast. Um, 
The rock talking in the Austin's ear afterwards was moving. And uh, the heel yes. rock was fantastic. And thank you, Austin, for everything you've done. Thumbs up. David. Is he gonna do it? Not the third time. The third time the charm. Big one. Oh, third rock bottom. A third rock bottom. A hook of the leg. History has been made. Here is your winner. No, I'm, I I don't have anything. It's a thumbs up, not their best match. It's still great. Um, I I love the cutaway work to it. I, you don't. It's it's rock and Austin, man. I don't know what else you have to say about it. You just have to go back and watch it. Um, the only weird thing I have is I, I find it interesting how um, it's not he's not small, but he definitely this is like the trimmest you'll ever see the rock in his entire yeah. life. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I'm not. I, I think he was trying to do something with the acting career. Maybe he was. He was. Like, he was. Big, he was just I, starting to break out in Hollywood, and like, he left yeah, not I'll long big, after this. But right? I can't be that big, yeah. kind of thing. And then they. And then you, as he as he really does his career, he's more jacked than he's ever been. Um, uh, like The Rock is just massive now. Like he's just a freak. And um, but I, I um I always enjoy. I've always enjoyed The Rock and Austin. I think it, it's one of those things where the closest and I don't even think it's close anymore because when you look at what they did and how they turn, they can turn, they can turn the Hogan warrior thing was like one of the biggest, you know, explosions of like, you could talk about face versus face. Uh, these guys not only did that in a sense, because people love both of them. They did it for years. It wasn't just a one-off. They did it for a long time and they took they basically they saved Vince's ass. Let's just be real about that. Those two are the reason why WWE came out on top. You know, for the most part, I, I would. T- that's what I would think um, because of what they can do behind the curtain, what they can do outside in the ring, and I, I, I think those two. I mean, and, and there's other factors. Don't get me wrong. Undertaker. There's a lot of other factors. I'm not trying to say that's not the case, but these these two people are the reason why the 18 to 35 year olds came to watch. The, it's these two guys. These are the ones that just, you want to get that casual fan that Jess always talks about. These are the guys that brought them. It's not even a question. And they changed wrestling forever. And they had feuds for years and they would come off and they would come back to it. It was, it was the greatest comeback. Um, you know, the only downside of it, unfortunately for Austin is that we all feel his career was ended way too short, even though he had a pretty long career. Um, WCW was there for a while as well, but uh, yeah, thumbs up. Um, it's, it's a great tribute to Austin. Um, we all missed them. I know the rock might come back and give us a few little, you know, flippy flips or something, but I miss, we, we all miss Austin there. I know if cuz was here, he would talk about how much he misses Austin. Um, and this is, this is the, uh, the farewell and no one knew it. Thumbs this up. was legitly his farewell. He never tried to come yeah, back. This is it. Like after this. No, he show. never. And, and even, even though people how, how do you end him. it any better though? I'm glad he didn't like, you know, right. Yeah. I, I was going to say that, I mean, I'm going to, th- uh, a couple things like notes wise, but overall, like, I don't know whose decision it was or when Austin made his decision. Um, I don't know if he, if he's ever said, uh, he probably has in his podcast when he made the decision that it was going to be his last, but they could have made it something big, like a savage warrior goodbye right. or something where that was the thing at the end, but he went out kind of just on his own terms where he did, he just wanted to do the work and leave. And uh, the fact that he was in hospital that morning for whatever, uh, I mean, go back and watch it now. If you haven't seen it since 
um, knowing that you know it's his last match and knowing the reference of kind of rock. I mean, and nothing, the, the fact that rock wore his, uh, his vest his jacket. For, no one has yeah. ever probably uh, that I recall done that for that long or, but I don't know how that conversation went, but it was hilarious and it was great to Jess's point. There is about uh, a good 60 seconds where rocks talking to him over him and then even pushes Hebner out the way to finish his kind yeah. of conversation with him. It's like, who knows what those guys say together. And I don't know what their relationship is now, but you notice that uh, Rock's never been on Austin's podcast and I've never seen them together. I truly wonder how their relationship is now and how it was back then. Um, I mean, they're businessmen and they're complete pros, but like I always wonder, I always just wonder those two at the top. Austin is a guy that um, not, not a notably, not a people person um, Crazy. working with rock. I mean, I guess I don't know if you've kind of heard of, of how rock and Austin is. Uh, but then there's also an also cool yeah. Easter egg in it. Um, Austin chop a rock chop blocks Austin. He goes outside and you can hear him tell Hebner, "I'm fine." When uh, Hebner goes to check on him by the announcer table, I thought that was cool. Is a little you can hear Austin mm-hmm. say, "I'm fine" to Hebner. Um, and then I just like uh, it was it was incredible. I had no business being as good as it was, knowing how beat up he was. And then you truly believe that his limp to the Is back it? was was legitimate and he was in that much pain. He did everything he could just to get through it. And just rock kind done. of carried him. Rock kind of, I mean, for 17 minutes, that's why he never had a vignette or interview that, that day. Cause the rock had one. You would think stone cold would have had one too or something. Right. I think he was still in the hospital that morning from all accounts. Like he, when he so, checked yeah, in like no, that no, night, no, yeah, nothing can get recorded. Nothing can get done live. And maybe he just was like, he didn't, you didn't hear a word from Austin. That wasn't pre-taped from days ago on that WrestleMania, except for like, yeah. oh, fine. Probably to your point. You didn't hear any, like you didn't hear from him, and that's yeah. that might have carried on the nostalgia of it because you didn't hear a word from Austin the entire time. No, nothing about Austin's in the back. Uh, yeah. No, nothing like hey, he's in his locker room. Let's take, let's go take a look. He's in the dressing room. Nothing yeah, because I mean, he was so sick. Yeah, you know? and this and the next match after it, like two Attitude Era guys end up just kind of going out. Yeah, uh, and that's you know. Yeah, and and I'm glad it ended that way. Even though a lot of people are like, no, they wish that you know we would have known it was going to be his retirement match and they could have celebrated, you know, fireworks at the end or whatever. Um, you got to think about the match before Hogan and Vince still 20 years later, trying to hog the spotlight, right? Yeah. The whole thing. And you know, all that stuff. And then arguably, uh, you know, the greatest wrestler ever, like, you know, stone cold in the sense of not technicality wise, but he drew more money than Hogan, even though I know it was two different decades and inflation, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, like, you know, stone cold was on fire as bright as that character was Austin, I think Craig said it before, he's kind of a reserved guy in a weird way. And so it, it, it was, it was poetic. Like he just didn't advertise it. You know, again, the match before you have Hogan and Vince still trying to ah, outdo each other and you, you're not going to pose and you know, everything. No, these guys just went in, but these guys went out there. They did their third match. Rock said goodbye for each other. They always do. Yeah. Yeah. Rock said goodbye because he knew it was the last match because I'm sure Stone Cold told him before. And then when Austin walked up the rampway and said goodbye, like it was just, it was like, that was it. That's all Austin needed. Like Austin didn't need that big retirement send off yeah. or didn't need the, the tour. Who was better? Yeah. Did Hogan make Vince or did Vince make Austin or did Hogan mm. make me like, it was never a thing like that. Austin was just fine with going like, I'm done. And like, I can't, yeah. I can't really do this anymore. I'm unhealthy. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I'm I hurt. And uh, there's no point. I was, I was just in the hospital for a night. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I just, uh, 
it really says a lot about the man and you know it, fuck cuz by the way um, because I know Cuz loves Austin and like yeah. uh, and I love but Hogan, he's, but like he's right in a lot of regards. In, in my fantasies, yeah, I always yeah. wish Hogan would have said goodbye like that because I, you know, I put all my fucking horses behind Hogan, and you know he was the guy I I looked up to when I grew up, and he was the idol that you know yeah Ho- was leading wrestling Hogan's at the, time. the Hogan's but Austin the was like uh, Austin so bro. Austin's so fucking unselfish, and even though you know he had the whole thing when he walked out when he had to lose a Lesnar and all that stuff, that's just like. Little blips on the radar. I know it's you know he it's not professional, and he said it's so, not professional. On his Hall of Fame speech, he apologized to the crowd that was there that day. I should have been there, and, and you know, but I mean, like it, he he was just that kind of guy. Like he was just that kind of guy. He was so bright, his star. And then like when he was gone, he was like, I don't still make a big deal out of it. I'm just gonna burn out. I'm gone. Yeah. And like it, I respect that so much. And like I'm telling you, the money so he could have made, that that we, we all, we all want that last moment, right? You know, yeah. when we see him now on his podcast or whatever, he's got fucking guns are huge, and we're like, dude, get in there yeah. one more time. Yeah. But looks Austin like he himself can, he looks is like, like no, really like I, yeah. like, no, I can't erase that moment. What what a better moment! What a better even even Paul Heyman tried rock. to goad him on the on the show once. Yeah, you can see it. Could have made the whole angle there was a retirement clause in it, and he lost it. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what a better send off! I, I, I think to defend that, I don't think everybody really knew. knew no, no, like no. What I'm saying, he, he chose. He didn't want. Like that's not what he wanted. Yeah. He didn't tell anybody. That's not what he, he wanted. He, he walked was out limping with his two middle fingers. That's you know, so funny. Yeah. Just like Vince, two middle fingers in the air. Had yeah. had the last word on the way out. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, Vince yeah. was the, Vince so, was the only one he to, told that that he was like, I'm I'm done after this. Vince was the only one. He so knew. to to Jess's point, Hogan Hogan is happy days. Literally jumping the shark, Fonzie jumping a shark. That's that's where the phrase comes from, by the way. And Stone Cold is Breaking Bad. That's that's what it is. It, and there you go. Needed to end, and What's it that? doesn't. You're like, and, no, and it's we're so not weird about one. even. Sorry, we're searching for things like right now to 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 make this match bigger than what it was. And I'm not saying it wasn't a big match, but like this was the end of arguably the guy who was better than Hogan in the sense of draw. This was the end match of the guy who arguably like not only saved wrestling, but like brought it to even higher heights than the rock and eighties when Hogan was there and Hogan had an important part, but like, you know, the Austin, as much as I side with Hogan and like to make jokes or whatever, like Austin is, is, was bigger than him, like than Hogan in that sense, because everything was set up that way. And Hogan paved the way before. I'm not saying he wasn't, but at the same time, like Austin was a big fucking deal. And like, even before the rock got really over, like, I mean, that was, Austin was fucking huge. Like, I mean, people forget living in that time, you know, like that, that, that period from like 97 to 2000 rock was fucking there. Uh, sorry, excuse me. So uncle was a fucking man. Like he was huge, man. Like not size wise, but like everybody knew him. Everybody was like, Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. the boss to fuck you. Yeah. Like, and to see that motivation yeah. and talk to people in my casual life and, and, and realize like, fuck, yeah. like they're, they're talking about him. Like people used to talk about Hogan. Like that, like, that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, bro, Stone Cold all day. Yep. Yeah. We, we saw him live. We saw him live at the pond, right? Like a month before he won the world title for Michaels. And then we saw him a couple months after. And that, I, I might, I, I'm pretty sure I leaned over at Craig and I was like, that was loud. That pop was louder than what I heard with Hogan. And I thought I had heard the loudest shit with Hogan when I saw Hogan live in 92. I mean, that place was. I mean, I look, fucking, wh- I couldn't whenever, even hear myself think like I, I it was so loud for Hogan. But when Austin came out, I was like, Jesus Christ, like this yeah. guy is so over. And I'll, put, it, I'll, put it put it this way, Craig, like or, or just anytime you see a funny video of someone breaking glass and getting hurt, 
you know within five yeah. days or less they're gonna that glass yeah. is gonna break and I someone's s- gonna attach Stone Cold's uh, song to it. Sometimes so, in, like, in supermarkets, I will actually I'll 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 put my my AirPods in and put on Stone Cold's music and just do it. Just try this yourself in a grocery store wherever you are, and you will just strut like like Stone Cold and look side to side and talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah, you, there is a fantasy that goes on. Like put his music on in a public place, and you turn into Stone Cold Steve Austin. The, the nostalgia effect of that song and his effect on. In yeah, pop but, culture, was he, and he was so us, good, and, and his last match got to be with The Rock, right? The the most famous that, wrestler the, of all time. Like that, there's the, no the question that The Rock is the most yeah, famous no wrestler of all time. Yeah. There's no question. Like so, it, it, you know, I, I was going to save this to the end, but let's let's talk about the names in the last four or five matches, right? Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold, Brock Lesnar, and Kurt Angle. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's the last. Yeah. Like, we'll yeah. never see this again. And, and like, the, we'll never, the owner you know, of the greatest. Yeah, and only fair the McMahon's in yeah, there. Yeah, and like, Vince. It's right, perfect. right, and Vince. Perfect. Yeah. Greatest, so, heel, greatest heel of all time. Yeah, I, I think I think we gave that one its due for sure that it deserved. Um, whew. Last match, man. So funny. We're nine. not even done. The last match, yeah. the main event for the WWE Championship. Uh, Kurt Angle, the defending champion, loses to Brock Lesnar. 21 minutes, seven seconds. Um, had Angle been counted out as qualified or anyone had interfered on his behalf, he would have lost the title because uh, yep. he, they did the whole cool thing before that where his brother pretended it was him. They had a match That's like two right. weeks before Mania uh, where is that, Angle... Is Go that ahead, the sorry. Same brother, is that the same brother, Jess, that did what he did? I don't know. He's I got a bunch know. of brothers. I want to say yes, but I don't know. Um, He's got a, there's a lot so, of Pittsburgh angles. Okay. Yeah, so like they, 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 this angle was perfect. I mean, and Paul Heyman being the helm of this or whatever, this is so good. Yeah, and like uh, I just my notes were Mike goodness. This match was great and hard hitting. Angle's a so monster. Uh, you know, we yep. see the documentary afterwards where he kind of collapsed afterwards. Like he was going away for a while after this. His neck was so bad, Kurt Angle, that he could barely stand. Uh, I'll never forget that goddamn shooting star press. I'll never forget that image. Um. I give this match a thumbs up, like because oh, yeah. like Angle's a monster. I don't care what era. So you know, goddamn, yeah. like I, I've we talked about on the legacy of Kurt Angle. Like I put him up there with Flair. I put him up there with like the Shawn Michaels. I put him up there with all that. Like, how people don't talk about Kurt Angle as the possible greatest wrestler of all time? You guys are fucking stupid. Like well, this guy. That's, a, that's an interesting comment guy. that Jess makes because we were talking about this a dec- maybe a decade ago or something. Dude, this guy and, Kurt Angle. And, and Jess is like, just like, who's Christ. your top five? Like, and out of nowhere, I, I'm like, dude, Angle's in my top five. And I thought Jess was going to kick my ass. He's like, he's like, and he, he looked at me. He's like, like, almost like you son of a bitch. That should have been mine kind of thing. Because he, he started to think about it. He's like, yeah, you're, you're on to something there. But it, it was it was almost too soon to say it because it was just it was happening in front of us. He is I'm like, no, he Angle is. is he's in the top five. It's not even a question for me anymore. But then everybody wants to talk about Flair and Michaels on on the monuments, right? But yeah, everyone wants to talk about Flair and Michaels, which is fine. But I'm like, yeah, well, Kurt Angle is better than both of them. So like, I I don't know what you guys are arguing about. Like, honestly, like Shawn Michaels is fantastic. There's no question. Flair in his day, you know, blaze the territories and set the template for he went to territory to territory and adapted. That was a different time. He adapted to the, the face there. Even if the face was a piece of shit. Flair went in there and said, I got to dumb myself down. Yeah. We talked earlier about dumbing yourself down. Like Flair was the master at that. Yeah. He was so good. And Michaels was good too. But Kurt Angle 
attitude wise, yeah, he had a lot of demons, you know, with the drug abuse and all that stuff. But Kurt Angle was never a dick in the back. You cannot hear one person say anything negative about Michaels or, no. uh, excuse me, uh, about Kurt Angle no. politicking or anything because he just no. didn't do it. Yeah. And like he was just as good. And go he back and watch to. him versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. Yeah. I'm sorry. Michaels is great, but Michaels laid back on his heels and he's like, bro, you fucking bring the aggression. I'm going to react. And that's how that match was. His angle was a monster and fucking like pushed the pace, didn't fucking let up. And Michaels had no choice but to react. And Michaels was great in that match. I'm not, I'm not shitting on Shawn Michaels at all as far as in ring was concerned. But how do you not say the current angle's not better than Flair and Angle or Flair and Michaels? I don't know how you don't say that. He is, period, end yeah. of story. I, have, I think I he no just had a shorter too. career and flamed out too early because right. he, he gave and, it all then, and hurt himself. Go. His matches in TNA were fucking insane. Yeah, so you like, can, go to, you with, can go to TNA and watch the masterpieces. With yeah. younger guys, younger yeah, guys like so AJ sad. Styles and Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels <laughs> yeah. that were ushering a whole new different yeah. art form. They, they were changing wrestling and the movement and the, 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 the segues, yeah. the spots, everything. I'm not saying Michaels didn't. Michaels was always on the WWE, though. And I'm not shitting yeah. on Michaels, but like WWE is a different thing. They're toned down a little bit. Michaels is a pro and knew exactly what to do. And he had he adjusted to new guys, too. Not shitting on Michaels, even though I hate his fucking guts. Not shitting on him as far as his work is concerned. Michaels is one of those guys that you watch. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking. We're fighting over angle, Michaels and flair. Yeah, that's yeah. rare error. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't, but, I, I don't think any of us are fighting, but people do fight about it. Too. But at the same time, yeah. like when people are fighting over those two, I don't know. Maybe it was Michaels. Maybe it was Flair. I'm like, uh, not maybe it was Angle. So stop, right. like stop it right now. Like that's he was just a question. He's that good. Was he on the level of like Austin or Hogan or The Rock? No, like no. But I mean, he did his role in in yeah. inside that. He was so funny. He could be a heel. He could scare the shit out of you. How, how many times at matches you saw popular story I tell about my wife, Liz, like she loves uh, Randy Orton. She would marry him in a second if she had, <laughs> which is fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, it like, it, it goes, it goes Randy Orton and then me like right there anyway, but yeah. it's fine. <laughs> uh, so she, uh, we were watching uh, ECW one night stand the second one, I think 2006 and Angle uh, was fighting uh, Orton. So Orton comes out and Liz is like, ooh, Orton's coming out. Who's he fighting? And I didn't say anything. And then Angle's music hit. And she looked at me as a non-wrestling fan, a super casual wrestling fan. Well, I didn't know he was fighting Angle. God, he's done. And she knew that just from that because I had talked about Angle. I had showed her matches from Angle. She knew as a non she was like, oh, well, fuck. Like, she thought it was real. Like, you know, I mean, she knew yeah. it was fake. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. her reaction was like, well, you didn't fucking tell me he was fighting Angle. Well, he's losing. And he did lose. But at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, like that's that's what you want in a pro wrestler. That's what you want in this quote unquote fake predetermined sport is you want this guy to be like, I don't I don't know. I, he would really kill me. He would really people feel that about Brock Lesnar. And I don't, I'm not saying Lesnar's yeah. on the same. Level I, I, think, I think they're both legit but, like that to your point. But, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, not to go off on a tangent on this match, but like, how do you not fucking consider Angle yeah. like one of the greatest wrestlers ever? Like, I don't even know how you don't. I mean, it, it, it's it's criminal. It's absolutely like, incredible. How old is Brock Lesnar here? Like, oh, God, he's such he's, a child. He's 14. He's just a baby. Just a 14. big 290 pound baby uh, that can rip your So to go back on it, off. sorry, real quick. Yeah. I, I gave that. Yeah, I said it gave a it's thumbs a, up or whatever. So go ahead, yeah. Dave. Sorry, sorry. No, it's a, it's a thumbs up. I, I I have a hard time even getting into this match because I think I think this might be it's one of the greatest Kurt Angle matches that's ever ever happened, and it, it'll it'll go down for that. I mean, it, you know, from in, in Brock Lesnar's a big part of that, and um, Brock's still doing it today. And you know, we're talking twenty years later. It's it's just 
insane. You know, you know, it's wow. You know, um, I, I still cringe. I said, I, 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 my wife walked in the room again when I was watching. I said, I said, babe, take a look at what's happening. And she saw, she, she, she saw him going up. She's like, I can't watch the that. shooting star so press. I, yeah. She, she, yeah. as a, as a, yeah. not even a casual fan. She's like, I can't watch that again. Yeah. She's like, I, I, I literally so have to tell myself, you know, he's okay. He has a huge career. He's okay. He's okay. He's fine. He's living. He's today. Yeah. He's okay. I, I, yeah. Anybody else that would have killed him. I mean, just yeah. more than likely. When he was dazed in the corner after the match and Angle was trying to like talk to him and like, you know, hug him and congratulate yeah, him. You knew, like you, you saw you there was no fucking body home. Yeah. Like I was, I'm, I'm going to touch that, on that. Like I, it's, so, it's, it's morbid. It's really weird. Yeah. So, so digging into that, um, he was supposed to win with the shooting star. Am I right? No, um, it was, was not that, planned. The shooting star apparently was not planned. Yeah, maybe he told the angle, but um, from what I've read, because he'd he'd only done it in what OVW back in the day, and it wasn't his thing. So I I don't, I don't even know if he was supposed to hit it because Angle rolled out of the no, Angle didn't roll. I think he was supposed to hit it, but Angle would have kicked. They were supposed to end with the F five, but he was so he he was so far away. Like, how could he have thought he could have gotten there? Yeah, well, Angle was far, and he almost got to him, but I think yeah, you're right. He almost hit like inches. And and, and and when and here's the thing that that's interesting. If it, it's pure instinct, by the way, because because Brock's really fucked up here, and Angle goes to lay an arm on him, and legitly he maybe he wouldn't have kicked out. I don't I don't know. I mean, but he kicks. He kicks on instinct, even though he's totally concussed. His neck is broke at this point. The fact he gets he, up and does an F five, it's almost like muscle memory, or else I don't he, know. How he doesn't remember the F five, by the way. He doesn't remember. He doesn't remember no. anything past. I, I think he doesn't remember the match. I think past. Yeah. The, the, the documentary shows him going ape shit and like uh, trying to fight doctors and stuff in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's so. Because he's concussed and, and out of it. And you can see like Angle's trying to talk to him. I even there's where, where Angle's like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I didn't know if Brock was supposed to leave. And Angle was supposed to because Angle was going away, as Jeff said. And he was supposed to probably get his due there. Like, hey, goodbye, everybody. But Brock wasn't leaving. And Angle's like, what What the fuck are you doing? Angle didn't know he was even hurt at that point because he got the, the F5 no problem. And then you start to see the 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 sinus cavity and blood come, come through <laughs> his nose. Sorry. And he's and you can see that he's like he's not there. And then and Craig came out and Paul drove him. Yeah, that's what happened. So exactly what happened. And um and no joke, he's trying to he's trying to paw off the title and he can't get a hold of it. And yeah, I'm and like, he doesn't give a shit about it at first. He has to be forced yeah, to, to, to hold just, it. And he's looking around, he's trying to grab the rope, and the ref's checking on him. He's like, and, and the ref the ref keeps going, like, dude, he's messed up. You need to get somebody in here. Yeah. Um, he's like talking to people, and you can see it. And it's and that's when I, I know we watched this all together, and me and Jess looked at him and like that shooting star really messed him up. Like we knew it then. We didn't know yeah. all the F five is fine, but then you started to see him. Like, I'm like, no, he's messed up. He was yeah. supposed to leave. Angle was supposed to get his hey goodbye everybody. I'm hurt. Yeah, I'm go away. WrestleMania moment was supposed to be like fireworks and Brock, and it was it was yeah. Angle holding him up to stop him from collapsing. That was yeah. your yeah. fade to yeah. the end. Yeah, and and I think for that reason too, that the reality that cuts into it, the the ferociousness of these guys, how snug they, they could be when they needed to be. Um, they. They were great together. Um, I, I wish we could have seen more of them down the line, but um, yeah. this is one of my all-time favorite matches. It's, it, and I think it's why I would, I always, I could give nineteen um, a nod over seventeen, but it's because I'm such an Angle fan. So total thumbs up. Um, and and I even argue. I said, well, what if what if Booker won? Would you guys place it above seventeen? I think you two say no, right? You know, because no, I, 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 you know, I, I think 17 for some odd reason was a, a relative surprise in the sense that not that I expected 17 to be bad, 
I don't know if I ever expected like, to go into a really mania good. going, is this going to be the greatest mania I've ever seen? I never did until I yeah, saw like, 17. Whoa. And then I was like, it's oh, really this is really good. And like, they're, they're, I mean, I don't, I don't fault people for saying 19 might be the best one. It's a great yeah. one. Like, it's a really good WrestleMania. And the, mm-hmm. like I said, the, uh, the arena was beautiful. The atmosphere it was perfect. And, you know, atmosphere is everything. Have sometimes. they gone back to Safeco, by the way? No, yeah. they have not. I wish they would. That's crazy. I mean, forget the work rate for me. Like uh, we said it earlier, like the stories behind what well, the, the reason why wrestling fans are hardcore wrestling fans. It's beyond the, the performance and the drama. Uh, it's the reality of it. It's what we hear. And it's, we're kind of spoiled now these days of knowing too much or whatever, but, um, and we didn't know everything back here, but now we do. And I think what makes it great, like we talked about stone cold being broken and finishing and gutting out the last match and not having a farewell and going out where he was in the hospital the night before. Same with angle. His neck was just like an accordion and crunchy uh, crackers. Like he needed surgery. One, one bad bump could have wrecked him forever in this match. uh, From all accounts, he wanted, he wanted to cut it out. Yeah. (laughs) My God, Lesnar does a, I forget what it is. But he hits right on his neck towards the end because I was watching for how careful they were with his neck, and for the most part they were. But then towards the end or whatever, like Angle took some some stuff right right on the neck. Um, So for him to gut it out, no gut wrenches, right? He didn't do those. It was either like a choke slam or some kind of belly to belly or some kind of suplex. Where my God, it was like he might have tucked his neck, but it doesn't matter. Like. Um, but for, still messed up, yeah. for Angle and then for Angle to finish this match and when in the documentary when he collapses backstage and no doubt Austin probably did too he has to then like Brock does the shooting star and Angle the ref comes over to Angle after kind of talking to Brock and the camera's on Brock and you're looking uh, what I kind of dissected today like they did, weren't going to get the Wrestlemania moment but the cameraman or someone put like the belt on the ring apron because Brock didn't hold it and Brock's collapsed in the it. corner with the belt, like on the ring apron, like, so you can get the camera shot of the belt and Brock who is completely yeah. out of it with sinus fluid to your point, coming out the nose and there's no fireworks. Cause he, he doesn't know where he is. And the ref goes over to angle and angles like, yeah, I know you're hurting, but like the, and then, so angle comes <laughs> over and then it's a real quick handshake in the corner. And then I think Brock says like, who are you? Nice to meet you. I'm Mr. Lesnar. <laughs> and then that's, that's awful. I'm sorry. But like, and then let like yeah. angle hugs, hugs him almost holding him up in the turnbuckle. And that's how you fade away from Safeco. Um, I mean, my God, yeah, honestly, so many you, stories. You, you couldn't have planned a better ending because it wasn't planned. And it, yeah. And, and, and it, we, we left, we left that, we left the end of that going, holy shit, that was incredible. It, we you, like, okay, you knew he Whoa. was messed up. They showed the replay. Yeah. You couldn't see it on the original angle. You showed the replay when he hit his full force of his body on his neck. It, I mean, he could have died. Um, but yeah. what a way to end it. To Jess's mm-hmm. point er, uh, earlier, the swan song to the attitude area uh, era. And for Austin to angle to go out and tough it out and have these five star matches. Yeah. You're segueing right into saying hello to Russell's aggression going right into it at this Just, point. So it's a great yeah, mania. Yeah. So good, man. Oof. The Miller Light girls, <sighs> I mean, just amazing kind of booking. <laughs> <laughs> the catfight girls <laughs> just oh. they really hit it home for me. Totally, yeah. totally icing on the cake. <sighs> yeah. They were I'm sorry, I keep seeing Miller and Light. Well, what are the catfight girls? What were they with? What beer or whatever? It was it was Miller Lite. Okay. It was, Miller it was Lite. Taste yeah. great, less feeling was the argument. Got it. Sorry, yeah, I didn't watch any of it. There you go. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I, I yeah. thank you. I, I took notes. Um, hit us up on Instagram at OWP 2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And anything we talk about is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. This is Dave, Craig, and Jess with the OWP signing off. Have a good one. I can count to the end of the rain. This world is a world to